All right. So it's been, I don't know, how many weeks since the last major piece of critical infrastructure was held hostage by, so they say, Russian hackers. And then the company paid the ransom within a few hours. And it still led to this massive oil pipeline, the largest pipeline being shut down, which resulted in people panic buying gas and there being gas shortages across the East Coast. And uh, now the largest meat processing uh, company, I believe, in the world with 23% of all U.S. beef production and 20% of pork production, has just shuttered all of its plants due to a cyber attack. More ransomware. I'm beginning to wonder if this is actually ransomware, if they're specifically targeting critical infrastructure. Now, early on, this, uh, this, this company or hacker group, whatever you want to call it, Darkside, said, you know, ooh, it was a mistake. We didn't want to disrupt society, so we'll choose our clients better next time. And now here we go again. Is it a different organization? Well, they're saying it's Russia again. So at the very least, we're being attacked. Our critical infrastructure is being attacked. And now we're hearing the White House is scared. There's going to be a meat shortage, which is funny because there already is. The prices of meat has already skyrocketed. There's already, you guys have seen my Instagram where I post where the guy says, I can't sell beef. The price is too high. So this is just going to make things worse. It's a bit chaotic right now. And on top of that, you get the mainstream media saying like, everything's A-OK. The economy is doing better than ever. And uh, at the same time, Joe Biden's printing trillions. Economists are warning the dollars on the verge of collapse. People have become millionaires by buying fake money. And people are now, uh, interestingly, engaging in what we would refer to as kind of like an Occupy 2.0, a digital Occupy Wall Street, where people are sticking it to the hedge funds, buying up these stocks. They tried short selling which is, well, in some ways, rescuing these companies, making a lot of people rich for a silly reason, but screwing over a lot of the wealthy elites. So it's kind of like a class war is happening on top of an actual war or something. I don't know. But we're going to talk all about it. And joining us to help us understand the financial aspects of it, we've got financial YouTuber Matt Kors who's hanging out. I really appreciate being here. I think we're going to have an awesome discussion tonight. You want to just do like a quick, you know, short introduction of who you are, what you do? Yeah, awesome. So for those of you who don't know me, uh, name Matt Kors. I'm on YouTube. Just talk about a lot about stocks, options, crypto, just kind of what's going on in the market. And recently, the hot topic has obviously been AMC. And it's very, very similar to the storyline of what we saw in GameStop back at the end of January, early February. And even today, right now, we were just talking about it of how much it ran today and then in after hours it's up almost another 20 percent it's yeah, just it's... these are black swan events back to back like this is statistically more rare than just lightning striking over and over again it's i insane. think i think it's a new kind of some kind of conflict some kind of warfare i mean people might just think it's funny to buy a stock but it's really upending the system you know oh really? so i will say full disclosure I do have AMC stock. I bought I bought a, a small amount earlier just because. Uh, so most people know I'm friends with Cassandra, and she's been tweeting like crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, like Fast Nine is coming out, and everybody knows the FFCU is way better than the MCU by like several <laughs> orders of magnitude. So I'm I'm excited for the movies, and I was like, I think movies make sense to you know to invest in. But we're gonna be talking about AMC stock. It's skyrocketing. I mean, what it was like three bucks what months ago. Yeah, Something I mean, like at one point, like sub five, it, it's just been on the craziest run. And back in 2020, it got that low, like at the end of it. So yeah. it, it's come a far away. I mean, from Monday until this moment, it's probably up close to 200% from Monday <laughs> until now. Wow. Like Dude, just a little bit over a week. We have, uh, we have Art on the Wall from this guy, George Alexopoulos. And one of his comics is this like grandpa being like, I don't have a lot to leave you, son. You know, uh, I don't have that much money. And he goes, I just became a millionaire buying fake money. <laughs> I'm like, there's something wrong with the economy right now. And it's not just the fact that people become millionaires off crypto and stocks in these weird moments. But I mean, our infrastructure is under attack. Joe Biden's printing money like crazy. 
there was a house that sold, WAPO reported this, a million dollars over asking price. Wow. And it's, it's, it's huge news because people are panicking to get out of the dollar. Huh. Rich people are like, I'll take it. I don't care. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into all this. It's going to be a crazy discussion about the economy. We got Ian East. Well, hello, everyone. Ian Crossland here. I've got a crystal ball. I don't know if it's in frame. A little bit. It's the top part of it. I'm glad you're here, Matt. Yeah. Thanks for coming, man. It's going to be awesome. What's your YouTube channel, by the way? Just Matt Coors. Dig it. Super cool. Simple. Love it. I'm really excited to have this conversation with Matt because, as you guys all know, this is not really something that I'm well in tune with, and he's a great explainer. So <laughs> good conversation. <laughs> But before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member by clicking this big old members only button. We have Stripe and PayPal. There's options you can sign up and click the members area. And there are exclusive segments from the Tim Arrow podcast. And last night, Matt Brainerd was actually here. He wasn't on the main show. That was Joe Kent. But Matt Brainerd was actually here. He gives an update on what's going on with these audits in Arizona and New Hampshire. And I can only tell you this. We're not allowed to say what he said on YouTube. No joke. It's a bannable offense. And there's some pretty interesting things he said. So that's what TimCast.com exists for, so that we can have those conversations outside of YouTube's censorship. And he said some pretty interesting stuff. It's not going to break. It's not shattering the news cycle. It wasn't the apocalyptic. It was just like, hey, here's something that's happening. It's really interesting. You know, and, and I think it's significant. We we're like, oh, wow, that's interesting. And face, you know, YouTube is like, we'll ban you if you dare talk about it. So go to TimCast.com, become a member. But, uh, if you, if you really do want to help out, you can like this video, subscribe to this channel and share the show with your friends. We don't have a big marketing budget. We're not like CNN. They get propped up by YouTube, which gives them the equivalent of probably hundreds of millions of advertising revenue just for free because they're authoritative. Well, if we're going to compete with that, here's what we do. You guys who are watching, smash the like button. Seriously. And then share the show, be it the podcast or the YouTube link. Take the URL, post on Facebook, Twitter, wherever you can, and uh, and tell people to give it a listen because we're going to be talking about stuff that is, I mean, well, well, we'll probably be a bit partisan as we usually, you know, we're not big fans of the establishment, which includes Republicans, but uh, mostly Democrats. But we're going to be talking a lot about the financial markets and how it's screwing everybody over. And I think everyone can get behind that. So share this video. But first, we got to talk about this big breaking news. Check out the story we got from Yahoo Finance. All of JBS's U.S. beef plants were forced shut by cyber attack. Let's go for the quick, quick, quick bit here. They say a cyber attack on JBS SA, the largest meat producer globally, forced the shutdown of all its U.S. beef plants, wiping out output from facilities that supply almost a quarter of America's supplies of America's beef. When they say supplies, all the companies fed beef and regional beef plants were forced to shutter. And all other JBS meatpacking facilities in the country experienced some level of disruptions to operations. Now, this means pork as well. According to an official with the uh, United Food and Commercial Workers International Union, JBS did not immediately respond to a request for comment. And I also want to point out, you know, most people don't know this. this you know, there's a, chi- there's, a chi- there's a chicken shortage. Did you hear that? So now there's a double shortage of like just all types of meat. I think there's, well, I mean, there's ridiculous shortages, chlorine shortages, computer chips, GPUs, obvious for obvious reasons. There's uh, shortages of cars. There's shortages of chicken. And what else is, what is, it's a bunch of weird stuff that's like you can't get. But this, uh, this is important because there's a shortage of chicken. And the first, the first hint of chicken shortage, the media went, oh, it's because of Popeye's. You know, they made the chicken sandwich and now everybody's buying it. So there's none left. You know, seriously, that's what they said. And I was like, that's not true. No one's buying that much chicken from Popeye's. But they're like, but it's the chicken war. 
KFC's got a chicken sandwich. And I'm like, but all they sell is chicken. Well, but Popeye's. So I'm like, it's Popeye's chicken. That's all they sell. And they're like, well, Burger King, Burger King's always had a chicken sandwich. No one is going to fast food restaurants and being like, give me 10 chicken sandwiches. So I thought that whole thing was weird. Then I, I covered this a few weeks ago. When you look at local news, what do they say? Chicken shortage, chicken shortage, chicken shortage. Restaurants can't get cooking oil. Restaurants are charging more prices, uh, higher prices. And I'm like, why isn't this at like the national level? Why doesn't anybody know about this? Mm. How come it's only the small towns that are saying, hey, you can't get chicken? So something weird is happening. I wonder if it's worse than they actually say it is. Because I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, get conspiratorial or anything on this one, but there's a cyber attack on Colonial Pipeline, which shut, shuts mm-hmm. down the biggest oil pipeline in the country. And just before that happened, some people were saying there was like a massive leak of oil. Some people have said if they paid the ransom to the hackers within three hours of the hack, why did they shut the pipeline down? Why did DHS come out and say there was no shortage when like 87% or 83% of gas stations in D.C. had no gas? They blamed it all on people panic buying, which some people did. But I'm like, I don't know, man. It's... Is it possible the media is just lying to us? That is totally possible, yeah. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> you Such wouldn't say. Yeah, right? <laughs> so now we're, 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 we're here, and the White House is saying this. The White House is worried there could be a major meat shortage soon. Soon, huh? No, but this is crazy because there's already a shortage on beef. It's, 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 it's not even – this is crazy to me that they're saying this. And I wonder why is this happening after the shortage already hit? So I posted this thing on Instagram. I don't know if you saw it, but there's a, bar- a, bar- a barbecue shop not too far away. And like two weeks ago, they put up a sign saying, due to the increased price of beef, we can't sell it anymore because the price per beef doubled. And they said it was because like gas has gotten so high, it's impossible to get beef. So I'm like, we went, we have a bunch of farms around here. And so when we went out to try and find farm meat, the, the shops, all the farms were like, yeah, we, we're struggling to get beef. Like the, the regulators are, are not letting us, you know, harvest meat or whatever. It's being restricted. So I'm like, it's kind of weird, man. The, the word they phrased it, a major meat shortage, makes me think maybe we're about to see something we've never seen before, at least in this generation. With, Eat the bugs. With the other shortages you were talking about, is there, like, reasoning behind that? I think you said the tips make sense. I've been paying attention to that. But I think you said chlorine. Is it because, like, production was stymied in 2020 and, like, now we're seeing the net results of that? Or is there, like, a I, different reasoning per one? I kind of think uh, – what's the best way to describe it? Um the system broke, and the the, the, the the establishment is desperately trying to bail water, but what they're doing is making it worse, right? So, like, they shut the, the economy gets shut down by all these different governors with, with the COVID lockdowns. That is like a freight train going full speed, just stopping, dead in its tracks. What happens? Well, all the carts derail and fly off the tracks. It doesn't just stop. You can't start that train back up. So people don't realize when we're seeing this this stuff. Have you seen these fast food restaurants like McDonald's offering a thousand dollar sign on bonus? Yeah, that's crazy, right? Nobody wants to do the job. People see that stuff and they're like, "Oh, isn't it crazy that you know McDonald's is offering all that money?" And then what you hear from a lot of these like younger leftist types is maybe if they paid a living wage, people would want the job. What they don't realize is Biden is giving everybody three hundred bucks per week bonus not to work. So people don't want to work, but what they what they aren't seeing is so they're like so so pay more money. Okay, well you can't just pay more money. They're trying. What what el- what else it is? You can see fast food restaurants. You can see people aren't going to McDonald's. You like aren't working at McDonald's. What you can't see is they're not at steel mills either. There you 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 can't see the farms where people aren't picking the crops. You can't see the people who work the beef not there either. 
So it's not just McDonald's. It's across the board. People aren't taking jobs anywhere. They got a bunch of money and they don't care. So this is crazy. Like it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing that's happening. At the same time, we get this. The media telling everybody to eat cicadas. Huh. All right. uh, don't, don't, don't eat. Have you seen these stories? <laughs> no. Don't eat, don't eat cicadas. I just don't want to eat one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you shouldn't. It. They're parasites. Uh, they, they could have parasites. Uh, they're, they're nasty. Have you heard them scream? Oh, God, no. Have you heard? You haven't, they not, sh- not up close. What does it sound like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so no, you, know, you know how you go outside, you hear the noise from the cicadas? Yeah. You know? yeah. That's all at the same time. But it's their wings. They're not really screaming. Oh. When, you, when, you, when you find one and you pick it up, it flaps its wings, and you hear, you hear it go, <laughs> and it's like really freaky. Oh, that's the vibration from the wings fluttering? Yeah. Wow. That's why I grab them by yeah, the wings. super, super crazy, creepy noise, man. Whoa. Anyway, the media has been pumping out articles like crazy telling everybody to go eat these bugs. And now we got one from the Atlantic that was kind of honest about it. They say, unfortunately, some cicadas taste like nature's gushers. If oh. you must eat them, go for air fried. Dude, they're gross. We made, cic- um, made cricket bread. Yeah, and it's, it's like. different. It was under, what did you think? I see. Yeah, like, underwhelming. Underwhelming. Not great, <laughs> not, not horrible. Yeah, I, I wouldn't call it bad. I would just say like you need it for a specific kind of food. Like I think it would work with a meatloaf yeah, or something. Yeah, savory oh. for sure. Umami. I wonder, uh, we didn't use it like four and a half cups of the cricket flour. We just had like one cup of cricket flour to like three and a half cups of, of white wheat flour. But it was definitely noticeable that it's something going you, on. You there. gotta, you Different. gotta, you gotta get ready for the I bet for it's so good food. for you too. It is. It's got Full like twice the B vitamins and protein of uh, beef. So you got to eat the bugs, man. That's the future. Well, going back to supply issues, cicadas only come up like what? Once every like 13 years or something? Isn't that? There are cicadas year round, but the big surges are cicadas like. Cicadas every year. Yeah. There's cicadas every year, but they're, you barely see them. Uh, you'll, you'll hear a little bit. This is Brood X where it's just like insane. The 17 year cicadas are nuts. And uh, we've been feeding them to the chickens. Chickens love them. Uh, Bucko, our cat, was just sitting there, like really slowly, just mauling one, just like, oh, eating gross. it, and, like taking his time with it, you know. And because cats like that when it's still alive and it's like struggling, yeah. so uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I brought this one up just to be like, as an aside, we got these meat shortages coming, and they're telling people like it's time to uh, to eat the bugs. I kind of feel like a big problem with what's happening is, for one, Joe Biden is doing this this unemployment boost. They're doing the child tax credit, so they're giving people money like crazy. Nobody wants to work. There are supply side issues. Then at the same time, we get these cyber attacks, and that's why I kind of feel like it's all kind of weird. You know, uh, I'll give you some historical context about the idea of conspiracies real quick, and then we'll go to the next subject. But when uh, the, Gulf of, the Gulf of Tonkin incident happened, that's, that, that, that was when the U.S. claimed to have been attacked, and so we were forced to enter the Vietnam War. Mm. Never happened. It, it, I guess uh, his, historians now say it's it's not true that it was it was a false flag or there's no evidence to claim that we were attacked in the Gulf of Tonkin, and it was likely just made up so that we would enter the war. When that happened, people had no idea. Like imagine you're like sitting in your room, and then all this stuff is happening in Vietnam, and you have no idea. And then a week later, you find out. Or more importantly, like imagine the Revolutionary War. You're sitting in your house, you know, just finished you know farming or whatever. And at that moment, they sign a declaration of independence 400 miles away. You have no idea. You find out a month later when a postal carrier shows up. You're like, oh, we went independent last month, I guess. All right. So what's happening right now, which is which I find interesting, is that the media wouldn't be telling us if there was a very serious conflict happening, something that was targeting our critical infrastructure. They wouldn't be telling us if something like right now, there could be a very serious thing that just happens. There could be another cyber attack. Uh, case in point. 
an insurance company got hit by a cyber attack by ransomware before the uh, Colonial Pipeline. Yeah, we didn't know about it. They never mm-hmm. reported it. So this kind of stuff could be happening. We got no idea. And what's crazy is the media will tell you you're a conspiracy theorist if you, if you, if you pontificate on why is it that we have a meat shortage? Why is it that people aren't working? And then a meat plant gets hacked. The weird thing to me about it is why would, ha- why would hackers go after oil and meat production? Wouldn't they want to go after, I don't know, an insurance company mm. or banks? The grid. Electricity. Oh, oh yeah, that'll grid? be the next the one. Grid? Electric grid. So, one, so many people are dependent on it. Yeah, but they just want a quick ransom, right? That's what you See, think. it sounds like you're saying it's an act of war against civilian population. I was just thinking if you went for the most damage, wouldn't that be your goal? If if you so so the the hacker group came out and said like we don't we didn't we didn't mean to affect society this way. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to make money to be a millionaire, you don't want to shut down an oil pipeline. You need the gas too. Uh, you want to eat a cheeseburger mm-hmm. same as everybody else. You just want to be rich. Yeah. So why go after meat and oil instead of like a financial institution? Unless there's something going on that we don't know about, which is going to get worse. There's the theory that the gover- the, 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 in, the market was crashing anyway and that they, they, people were happy to use the COVID lockdown as an excuse to start printing massive amounts of money and just expedite the, the crash ultimately. Mm-hmm. So if that was the case there, then we see like a, a meat shortage. So maybe they're, now they're expediting that by trying to hack it. But then that just leads towards malice. I don't know if it's like a malicious hacker or a government agent that's doing it to disrupt like a Chinese thing or if it's just easy targets. Well, let's talk about let's 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 now jump into the uh, the financial aspect of all of this. The uh, as, as I mentioned, you know, Joe Biden's printing six trillion dollars. Now he's got a new proposal, more money pumped in the system. It's going to hire people to build stuff. But uh, the Wall Street Journal reported that people had a decent amount of savings. People have people are flush with cash. They said families have cash. There's just no supply. There's there's demand, no supply. So if people can't buy what they want to buy, and there's nothing that's going to bring it back, why would they go start working again? If Joe Biden prints all this money and says we're going to hire you to go build a bridge, they're going to be like, for what? I got a bunch of money and I can't buy the PS5 anyway. So now we're seeing something interesting: people with a bunch of money and nothing to do with it. And this is where we get to this story from Market Watch. <laughs> A huge day for meme stocks sees Mudrick reportedly dump AMC stock and Roaring Kitty returns to rally GameStop diehards. What does this mean? Yeah, okay. So uh, <laughs> Roaring Kitty, and I'm sure a lot of people might know the, mm-hmm. the, the details of a lot of this stuff. Um, but so I'll just, I'll just briefly mention there's meme stocks. There's, you know, GameStop, AMC, I think, what, Kodak, Nokia, were those part of the yeah. bush? So uh, – People started buying this stuff because mm-hmm. memes were popping up telling people to buy it. But there was sound motivation behind it. I guess it started with, with GameStop. Mm. So I covered this a little bit. We talked about it on the show is the GameStop rebellion. People were basically saying these hedge funds are committing illegal act, are engaging in illegal activities. They're doing naked short selling. They're shorting more, more shares than actually exist, which is manipulating and destroying these companies, which is unfair. And so this dude's like, I like the stock and he buys a bunch of it rallies a bunch of people. And I, I wouldn't say directly. He's just like, hey, look what I'm doing. So then people were like, well, buy the stock too. And it screwed over all these hedge funds. So a lot of this ties into crypto, but let's just start from the beginning and then, you know, t- take us to where, where we got to go. Mm-hmm. What's happening right now, AMC is up 38.50. I think it's like the, a share of AMC. 
So there, it was at one point like a couple bucks. People are shorting it. So what's going on? Tell us what's happening. Yeah, well, first of all, congratulations. I know there was a lot of people who were watching it today. After hours, it's just continuing to go bonkers. And really, this entire group of stocks are just highly shorted ones. And it all started with this roaring kitty character. Back in 2019, he just slowly but surely on Reddit posted he liked it, GameStop. And throughout 2020, it really got some traction. Just the stock was doing a bit better, but people liked the size of it. Like, way back in 2019, he put like $50,000 on it. Or, yeah, $50,000, and he confident. And then in 2020, the world shut down, a lot more internet consumption. People started taking note of it. And then in January, it started to pick up, and that's when it went crazy. Like, he was up millions of dollars. It's just like one guy, it was just insane. And, like, everyone's looking at the money, and he just... It was funny because, like, he was the guy who started all of this. He was diamond handing it no matter what. I think a lot of people faced with that money were like, oh, how could you not take it? And he just kept he didn't doubling up. up, tripling so, so up. So explain diamond hands. We, we have a shirt, but you can bring yeah, it up. Yeah, diamond hands. It, it's more of a reference to uh, really almost poker. Of like, if you have a strong hand, you don't fold. So diamond being the strongest thing, it's like you're just not folding. No matter what happens – Technically, fundamentally, you are just not getting out of the position. And that just caught – I think it was really the perfect storm of a couple psychological events of people in 2020 hurting for money, sitting around, hearing this cool story. It was perfect. It played into that narrative that resonates with a lot of people of David and Goliath. It was this underdog, this one guy calling himself Roaring Kitty. And, well, he actually uh, has – a the other name dfv and people just liked it they liked (laughs) dfving value yeah they liked where it was going with it and then when it it exploded in january for those of you who don't like haven't been following the story that closely in late january before we knew it gamestop was trading sub 50 and at one point in pre-market was above 500 and market hours was above (laughs) 400 it was just it was going so crazy and people were making a lot a lot of money so at that point what had happened is this all happened because there was a high short interest in the world of stocks, you buy a stock, you hope it goes from X up to Y, and you profit that difference. You so it's also, like if it goes, if you buy a stock at five, it goes to ten. Profit. You sell it, you get five bucks profit. Yep, exactly. So in the stock market, there is an option to do the opposite. You can sell it at Y, hope it goes down from ten down to three, and you profit seven. So with that, the only way to pull that off is how could you sell something you don't own? Well, you end up borrowing it from someone, and it's basically an IOU. You want it to go down, you buy it back, and you give it to that person. Well, it got so out of hand with GameStop. At one point, out of all the shares in existence, there was 140% short interest against it. So like, people are like, how is that possible? How could you possibly short more of the stock than even exists? Because like, someone was borrowing it and then selling it to someone else who was then use, using it to like – and then someone borrowed it from him. And yeah. It was just this never-ending daisy chain of I own it. I loan it to you. You short it. He buys it. He loans it out. It was just <laughs> buying, loaning, shorting, buying, loaning, shorting. And it was just recycling, and it got so huge. And actually what we just explained to the letter of the law right now, not a financial advisor, not a lawyer, but that's legal. That is a legal practice right there. You can do that. Naked short selling? That's what I just described is not naked short selling. So that's normal shorting and that's allowed. And what it is, it's just the amount of people are getting caught because like when you have that much money betting against a stock, historically it does go down because it's just big money. They must know something. We must be getting it right. But once in a blue moon, there's enough people that start to pile in against that trade and to get out of short to close that position, you have to buy back to the market. We'll say I have a big short. I closed mine. I lost a little bit. 
But because I bought it to close a position at a small loss, it goes up a little higher. Well, you hit your risk tolerance. You're another short. It goes up a little higher. You hit your risk tolerance. And before you know it, it gets so wildly out of hand because all the shorts are covering. They've got to buy yeah. the stock to cover Yeah, the they short. hit their risk tolerance. And like, if you own a stock, your risk is technically capped if it goes to zero. If you're short a stock, your risk is technically infinite because it could just keep going up and up <laughs> and up. And that's what happened when you have so many shorts mathematically the ceiling just goes higher and higher for every short and so people saw this phenomena and they found other highly shorted stocks so GameStop led and they're like hey i kind of missed that train but all of a sudden you have bb no cost and one that really really caught people's attention and honestly why i'm here right now is because of amc so people noticed it and in early february all these highly shorted stocks kind of took a breather but at that point, the AMC community specifically, it exploded on Reddit, Twitter, and YouTube. Why? I think something about the point of it was a psychology play of with GameStop, if it was trading at 200 bucks, you could buy one share. And then if AMC is trading at 10, you could buy 20. So you just felt like you could buy more, like there was more right. of a psychological reward, especially with a potential massive squeeze incoming. It's like, well, I'll make more money. People just wanted more shares. What's kind of funny about that is that it doesn't matter how many you have. It matters the percentage gained. Yeah. You know, so if you, if, if you, like when it comes to Bitcoin, everyone's like, oh, I can't spend 40 grand on a Bitcoin. It's like, no, it's a percentage gain. Mm-hmm. It's like you put in a hundred bucks and it goes up 10%. You made 10 bucks. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. However, when you realize that people think that way, then it actually kind of is better to have stocks that are cheaper. Because mm-hmm. instead of thinking about percentage, the person buying is going to be like, wow, it's only a dollar. I can buy 10. So they actually drive the price up faster because the stock is worth less per sh- or it's worth less per share. Yeah. And with that, as the community grew, this is like they were talking about naked shorted with the first GameStop thing. But now that it's been a couple months since early February, there's been so much DD and research going on. And this is where we entered naked shorts, which is an illegal practice. So in the example of I own shares, I loan it out to you, you borrow it, you pay the fee, you short, and that daisy chains. So what naked shorting is, is actually when you take the short position and you never, ever borrowed it. It just did not exist. So you just added more supply out of nowhere. It exists digitally, but you're increasing supply. Demand stays the same. So it's driving the stock down. You just increase supply. like So with that, and then it gets more out of hand because you bought these fake shorted shares, like people refer to them as synthetic shares because they never should have been shorted. You bought them off of him. You think you have legitimate shares. So then you loan them out to someone who actually want to short. And you get this tree root system of all these actions that should have never happened because of the initial naked short. So the system is basically, it's got a bunch of hollow points. Yeah. And then what, when, 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 the, when, when it comes due, what happens? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So that's the interesting thing is so the way we're using a broker, you like you sign up to Weeble or whatever it is, you have a broker. Well, hedge funds have prime brokers and just a fancy name for whoever facilitates their trades. So really, the prime broker is the person who is supposed to locate the shares for them to short. 
But uh, to the best of my understanding, they have like two days to locate them. Sometimes they don't, and they can even kick that can down the road. And before you know it, in high volatility, stocks were so many trades, so much, and you just don't know how out of hand it gets. So really, they get a slap on the wrist. They're supposed to buy the shares that should have never existed off the market, and they did it. But one of the main things I kind of stress to my audience is, yeah, okay, you bought those shares off, but there's no way to get back any of the damage that was done from like the result of how long they so, were on the market. So, so hold on, let's think about it for a second. Uh, it sounds to me like, uh, what, what's, what's, what's AMC, AMC, uh, currently short interest? What percentage of AMC is? 18%. And that's the ones that are legitimate legal shorts. Inherently, you can know, there's no way to track illegitimate shorts because they were never documented, hence why they're illegitimate. Wasn't, wasn't GameStop like over 100%? It was at 140 at its peak. Where's it at now? 20%, oh, Okay, So it's way, way down in terms of... Yeah. But, but if it's over 100%, then it's basically like a guarantee they're going to have to buy your shares off you at some point, no matter what the price is. Not a guarantee because with that much money betting against it, usually they're right and they actually drive it down. That was the argument is that there were so many hedge funds piling against AMC, GME, and these others. Like There was a good chance of them forcing it to go bankrupt. But with a whole bunch of bored internet people... Yeah. That's a really difficult thing to go up against. It's a hive of, of bored people with stimulus checks, you know? And I think that's one of the things really going against the hedge funds right now of from early February till now, the community specifically in AMC is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, the CEO, Adam Aaron, was talking about there's 3.2 million retail investors, individual investors. Wow. And that was actually a little bit ago. So now it's just the word is spreading. Even this, me talking here, more people are finding out about right. it and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So at first it was this storyline of David and Goliath, the little retail traders, but now there's so many little Davids that you almost have like a whole nother Goliath versus that original Goliath. This is, this is interesting. There's, there's some questions about the, 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 the security and the value of like a, a stock, for instance, because they can always dilute. Mm -hmm. You know, when we look at Dogecoin, for instance, the price goes up simply because it is a scarce commodity to a certain degree. Its price reflects its scarcity and the demand for it. So Bitcoin is becoming increasingly more scarce just by nature of what Bitcoin is. People want to use it because it's a safe, decentralized store of value. So the more people want to use it, the price just keeps going up. So the people are holding it are happy and people want to get in because it's going up. And it's like a system where everyone's just like, we got to buy more, which just drives the price higher and higher with stocks. They could dilute, and that mm -hmm. could negatively impact you. All of a sudden, there's more shares. They get sold, and now it devalues a lot of you know a, a lot of these shares. But at the same time, it's, it's not incredibly common that they'll just keep printing shares, right? Or it's not they can't just do that, can they? Well, there is a process where you like ask for shareholder approval to authorize new shares. Then they're authorized, and the board and the leadership team, when they deem it necessary, then they can do it. So like there is a certain. I guess, process that they're going to go through. But even talking about that, that happened to AMC today. So, But the price still went way up. Exactly. So it's not a definitive thing because sometimes you're diluting or you're, you're doing an at-the-market offering to raise money, and then it's the perception of the public of did they do it for a legitimate good reason. So yesterday they sold about 8.5 million shares for around $27. They raised $230 million. The reasoning for it, and the CEO tweeted it out, was to acquire more movie theaters, expand their market share. And then today, oh, this is a whole nother weird, uh, I guess, turn of events. It gapped up. It was strong. Midday, the hedge fund that bought it actually sold it. And they not only sold it, they did it all at once. And they did it during the market hour, which is a really, really sneaky tactic. And the reason it's sneaky is because midday, especially from 12 to 1, everyone's on lunch. 
It's the lowest volume part of the day. So whatever you do has the biggest impact. So the whole point of that psychologically is you see the jump. People get scared. They get an alert. And it it causes like actual capitulation. People are like, what's happening? Yeah, it hit hit stop loss orders. It caused capitulation. And then people get scared. They're like, hang on. I don't know what's going on. People, the... One of the quickest things to drive a market up or down is greed and fear. And that's what you do. Like, so when stock goes up, you have FOMO buy. They, they just see it ripping and everyone's like, I want to buy. You hop in on it. The opposite true is you see a big red bar. You get scared. And because you get scared, you sell. Someone else is sell. Like, it, the stock market is so emotionally driven. And sometimes that could be used to a benefit and other times it's not. But it, it was just so strange that they bought it at 27 like that. And then they sold it today. And not only was it a weird timing and they did it all at once, you could see the volume traded in like a particular three-minute time frame. But beyond that, they went out of their way to make a public statement that it's overvalued. So within one day, they loved it at 27 and then they tried to drop it at 32, 33. They're scamming the market. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. And it's weird because like you'll have some correspondents talking about all these retail traders manipulating the market. How is that not? Right. When when you know people are paying attention to it and you go out of your way to make a public statement where it's just listened to. And that's what why this is getting – they're just throwing gasoline onto the fire with this type of thing when you act that way. Because people who are on the fence of like, mm, maybe there isn't manipulation. Maybe we're overstating it. Then they hear storylines like this and you're like, what are you possibly doing? Like it's so, so bad. And then – there's a couple of things, more things that play into it, but then the media, media reports on it, and it's always like retail. They shouldn't be doing this, blah blah blah. Like it just gets so out of hand, and it's just feeding the fire bigger and bigger. This is why I was saying earlier on with the other segment about you know meat shortages and stuff was uh, that it's like the system is is collapsing, and and they're trying to stop. They're trying to bail water, but they're making it worse. I look at it this way: they 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 issue this unemployment bonus. You know, everybody's now getting extra three hundred bucks. A lot of people have money from, you know, their jobs. Not everybody was working, but people have money from unemployment and nothing to buy. So here's something you could buy. You can download an app and just buy something. It's like, what else are you going to do with it, right? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden now, you've got this massive short interest on stocks like GameStop or AMC or whatever else. And 3.2 million retail investors who can't go anywhere, can't do anything, and are bored and are like, yeah, I'll join in. I'll buy something. Mm-hmm. So... You've got this 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 lockdown. They shut everything down. It, it, it damages the economy. Then at the same time, people have nothing to do, so they switch to this, which causes high, this. It's it's like everybody pointing a laser pointer at the same spot at the same time with like mm-hmm. millions of people. Yeah. It's going to actually you know start burning, and now the hedge funds are freaking out. So it's like you know Biden and the Democrats think we're going to do this unemployment bonus. It's going to help people, but instead it just causes more destabilization in a sense. If if people are able to, or I I I, I don't want to frame it like a bad thing. I mean, these hedge funds shouldn't be able shouldn't be able to do what they do anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, we had. Uh, are you familiar with Max Kaiser? No. So Max Kaiser is a big financial guy. He's a big Bitcoin guy, and he was on the show talking about how these hedge funds just get they just get free money from the government anyway. The government just prints stuff, gives out the loans from the Fed, and then they can just do whatever they want with it, and it manipulates the whole system, and it basically strips the value from working class people. All of a sudden, whether intentional or not. Working class people said, I want to play the game too. Mm-hmm. And now they're, you know, firing their lasers all in the same direction and it's causing serious problems for the ultra elites and the financial system itself, which has been stripping value from working class people. It's just, it, it's exactly that. It's that like the pompous attitude of an elitist of like, I know what's best. I'm doing it right. Let me gut the economy to make millions or billions myself. And like, 
working class, hey, you'll be fine. Like, just I'm right. I know what's going on with money. And they get so, so angry about it of like they're using all these antiquated models of like fundamental analysis of GameStop's overvalued. AMC, we have to short it. You don't know what you're talking about. Well, at the end of the day, value is a perceived concept. If I want to buy AMC at 50 and if enough people want to buy it at 50, it's going to trade at 50. That's all it is. There's no rules. It's it's unsettling to some people, but it is legitimately a house of cards, and we, we're the ones who give it value. Enough people give it value, and that's what it's going to trade at. So, is, is 18% short interest enough to actually have like a massive short like GameStop? Yeah, so that, that's an awesome question. Uh, obviously, people compare it to GameStop, and they're like, hang on, that's a lot lower. Um, in terms of magnitude, it is considerable. Uh, Tesla is considered to be a highly shorted stock. It's not at six percent, and then you have a, a normal Wait, stock. So Tesla's at like five something, five point eight percent. And that's interest. considered high. Yeah, that that's a shorted stock. Wow. And then a normal stock like Apple's at 08 percent. Shorting is a very abnormal tactic in the stock market. Most funds, most everything is a long only. You're buying and you're hoping it goes up. Um, shorting is definitely bucking the trend. So I get it. 18%, 20%, uh, what GameStop is at now is just like, I think it's 20.6 the last time I checked. Um, it's like, it, <laughs> yeah, it's still just high. The magnitude is there because as of now, in existence, there's about 500 million shares of AMC. That's how many there are. So that means there's about 135 million roughly that are on loan that we know about that could be legitimate shorts. So what happens is it goes up. Those 130-ish million shares have to be covered for. At a certain point, they're going to hit their risk tolerance. The the price has to keep going up. Yeah, and beyond (laughs) that, their back is – like they're fighting time because every single day they pay a borrow fee. But if you own AMC, you just sit there. So, so you if, pay no extra fee. You're just like, let's so see how this, it goes. So uh, again, I, I mentioned this early on. Full disclosure: I do have some AMC. Mm. I also I, I bought Nokia because I like. I, you know, I generally genuinely thought those they were good ideas. Like cell technology, it's, I'm a big fan. Uh, I used to do a ton with mobile tech. I used to mm. I have my own app, and uh, then with AMC, it's like the only thing I ever really used to do. Like when we go, I don't go out. We go to the movies. Like on the weekends, we'd like go see a movie. Mm. And so I'm like, that's something I care about. I also at one point had stock in uh, Blizzard. Okay. Because I'm like, what do I do and what do I care about? Video games, technology. So I bought some AMC. But it sounds like this short interest is high. Mm-hmm. And it, if everybody just decides to buy some AMC stock, then the short sellers have no choice but to high at massive high prices. Yeah. So what happens if they can't afford it? Well, that's to the point where they get margin called and like you have all these new SEC rules of like collateral requirements. It, it can get super hairy. But what's even on top of that, not only is it high over the past, it's going up. The short interest is getting high. They're taking more <laughs> bets out of it. It's well, not like it's, it's staying so constant. Yeah. So there's new players and stuff. But at the end, it's literally throwing gasoline onto this fire. It, it's it's an interesting. Insane. So, so, uh, you know, I've talked to people about this. It's an interesting gamble, right? Let's say a stock's trading at five bucks. Mm-hmm. And it's it's got a lot of short interest because they're like it's a trash company. It's not going to work. The, the market's changed. And then you get someone on the internet says, "Hey, everybody, buy this." Now it goes up to ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Well, the people who already thought it was overvalued at five are now like, "Dude, it's way overvalued at ten. Do it, short it now because you're going to make twice the money you would have made before." Mm-hmm. Then more people on the internet drive the price up to fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. Well, certainly then those people are going to be like, "What? It's at fifty bucks. These people are insane. It's going to collapse. Short it now." Mm-hmm. There, every time it goes up and they think it's overvalued. It's basically two forces. The internet stock stonk meme people are betting that they can have diamond hands longer 
then the short sellers can hold out. So like mm. you mentioned, if they got to pay a fee and, you, and, and, and the people holding stock don't, then it's, it's, a lo- it's lopsided in favor of those who just bought the stock and are sitting on it. Oh, yeah. It sounds like it's not even a gamble. I mean, a lot of people have likened, the, like, they're saying millennials are playing the stock market like a, like a casino. And I'm like, I don't know. The way you describe it, maybe you're wrong. Maybe I should, make, maybe I should take advice from you. But if you're right, it sounds like you're saying it's a really, really good bet against really dumb people. Yeah. And I mean, there's two things to go into that. A lot of the people who have been involved with it, it's more of the mindset of, I had nothing before it. What's the issue with going back to zero? Right. Many people, they're like, <laughs> they're like, I have nothing to lose. So it's like, if you call our bluff, we don't care. We're going to call your multi-billion dollar bluff from, I mean, this was when the stock's at 30 and I believe the stock's at 38 at 30 from Monday till now, their the shorts are down $1.5 billion. And that's just from Monday. Like it's been going up before and, and, that. I mean, and we saw the massive, uh, we, we saw what happened with GameStop mm-hmm. when the stock, people are still thinking they're going to win this game. It, well, I, I still have Dogecoin. You know, it drops by like 50%. I'm like, hey, whatever. Yeah. I bought I mean, more, actually. I bought more today. I mean, and that's just the whole mindset of Diamond Hand. Like, cool. Like, like they see red. When I'm streaming and there's uh, any notable drop, cool, buy, discount. That, so, like, people, it doesn't phase them now. It's Maybe it started out as a joke of Diamond Hand, but now it's truly the descriptor of people, most people's mindset on I, this. They're like, we don't care. I saw a meme. It said GameStop is the new gold and uh, AMC is the new silver because <laughs> people are making the joke where it's like, as long as it's a scarce resource that could be a store of value mm-hmm. and it can't be copied, store your money in a stock, I guess, yeah. because it doesn't matter if the company is doing well or not if people just believe in the stock. Yeah. So it's it's like, you know, we had a uh, we, 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 we routinely have people here who, who, who say I'm not fans of Bitcoin for some reason. Right. Mm-hmm. And they always go like, where's Bitcoin's value come from? And I was like, confidence. A lot of people like Bitcoin. It is scarce. It uh, uh, it's a deflationary currency or I shouldn't say currency. It's a de- deflationary store of value. And uh, people feel confident that if they buy it, they will retain or gain money. Mm. So long as that confidence exists at above a certain threshold, it's going to keep going up. And if you see, when you see Goldman Sachs and you know Morgan Stanley and whatever, when they're all just basically like, "Yes, we're bullish on Bitcoin," I'm like, "Okay, well, all right then." So, so what's why wouldn't I think crypto is good? Mm-hmm. Then you look at GameStop. Yeah, they could they could issue shares, I suppose, or whatever. Same same principle though. It is a scarce object that can't be copied Mm -hmm. and people feel confident that buying it will store their value or make them more in this instance a lot of greed the funny thing is it seems like the power of the internet and the meme factories is the the meme magic in this is 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 real and the media's attempts at manipulating isn't working Mm -hmm. right so they they i think what recently like uh uh, cnbc called gamestop and amc penny stocks or something like that Mm -hmm. and gamestop's at like 250 and amc was trading at like 20 like broke the 20 dollars everyone's freaking out and they're saying it's penny stocks they're they're trying to meme it down yeah but there's too many people online who are like i'm just gonna buy it anyway here's the way here's how i feel about it i bought doge and i'm just like i honestly don't care i bought it (laughs) because i want it that's it yeah. I'm not I some guy made a million dollars like became a millionaire off Doge. Mm-hmm. Like good for him. He's still holding. Like yeah. yeah. A lot of people are buying these stocks just to have them. Because yeah. I, I think about it this way. You get a check from the government that you don't need, and they give you like six hundred dollars or whatever, a stimulus, and you're thinking like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. Mm-hmm. You can't buy a PlayStation, they're all out. It's like, okay, well, you know, I got a computer, I can play computer games. Uh 
you know, whatever. I'll just buy some GameStop, I guess. And then they forget yeah. about it. And then they're just holding it and not caring because they didn't need it in the first place. I It, it blows my mind. Uh just this was over the weekend and now the stock's even higher this postmark is a new all-time high so as of last week i was getting dms from people between options and stocks they would send me a screenshot of their weeble not even like the highest tier of trading accounts up 2.3 million i was like (laughs) oh like what are you doing i'm throwing it back in like it's just what are you gonna do with the money they're so pot committed to this play and i love it and like the hedge funds or even now there's some retail who think it's going to go down and they're betting against it i think they've played it wrong in two very notable ways and the first way they did it was actively speaking out against it they're going on certain news outlets and they're just fanning the fire one of the best things they could it's as weird as it sounds they don't get the internet as soon as you tell someone not to do something it's the first (laughs) thing you want to do so there's one analyst out there, and about a month ago, he came out with a price target of a cent on AMC, as in it's going a bankrupt. Cent. It's not worth it. And he keeps doubling down, and every time he does it, the, he now has not only blocked everyone in the community, which had to take hours <laughs> of his life, he made his Twitter private because, like, everyone was just arguing with him. I mean, that was the joke. Like, I was even tweeting. It's like, wait, is 30 bigger than a cent? Like, I'm not the best <laughs> at math. I'm dumb money. I just don't get it. But, like, my it's in the green. Like, it's the game to us, and, like, <laughs> they just don't get it. And what's, that has not only thrown gasoline on the fire, which I keep saying, but now some of these other hedge funds – they're joining in on our side. BlackRock, the world's biggest hedge fund, is long. Vanguard is long. They're long they, on AMC. They're switching it and they're buying huge amounts. To, <laughs> they're taking out a competitor. Like right, they're right, the right. agile ones that are clearly seeing the landscape, and they're like, "Well, we're going to take this one out." Melvin Capital was the one that was like notoriously against GameStop in January, February. They lost fifty percent in the first quarter. But like, what's weird, and this is like what irks i guess the average person if you blew up that bad they just got bailed out uh cohen's 0.72 and citadel they're like ah we'll buy you out we're fine and like when you really look into it like on the top level it's fun and then when you look into it i truly get the the frustrations if i sold something on the street that legitimately did not exist i get in serious trouble i do it two times i could go to jail yeah you the more you do it but someone like Citadel does it, and it's a fine. You look at the fine, and you look at the profit from that trade. You make a hundred bucks, you're fine. Ten. Why would you ever stop that practice? Ever stop that practice? And that's just one of it. Like you look it up, Citadel, like from 2006 till now, there's like 20 times 50, or some absurd amount of times that they were caught, which doesn't tell you how many times the FINRA and SEC did not catch them right. doing stuff. And it doesn't matter. They have so much power. Citadel Securities world's largest market maker we are not getting away with it's just it's insane here here's here's a big a big big problem i see what do you do with the money when you get it let's say you're somebody who uh you get a stimulus check you bought a bunch of uh you know stock of some sort it skyrockets you're a millionaire what do you do with all that money i guess you could buy a house the problem is the housing market's insane people are Mm -hmm. buying property sight unseen we mentioned earlier in the show there's a wapo story about a house that sold for a million dollars over asking just because people are like i don't care i'm gonna buy the house so sure you make a quick million bucks off doge or Mm -hmm. gamestop or amc what do you buy with it what can you buy with it we've been waiting for over two months to get a new computer for the studio had to order it we needed an upgrade and they're like sorry we're all out of chips like what's gonna wait i guess Mm -hmm. so i think what's happening is it's good news for the little guy in a certain sense it may be bad news for everybody in the long run. 
you've got people who are making tons of money, mm-hmm. and there's a reason why they're putting it right back in. What else are they going to do with it? I think for them, because they started pretty close to zero, many, many people, they're just like, well, let's see how big I can get it for. Like they descri- it, The joke is when Lambo, but they're basically describing like, when do I get life-changing money? And I mean, just anecdotally, I don't have the stats on it, but like the thing I hear is I finally paid off my student debt. I finally paid off my mortgage. I finally am not begging Verizon to keep my internet on. And like, and then other ones, it's like, very sad. Like, I mean, when I started this, you project yourself on it. I'm 26. I thought it was fun. I was in on the bet. And then I, through this platform that I've been so fortunate to have, like you get real stories. Like some people were reaching out to me of just super, super sad things of like, I was financially stuck in abusive relationship and I can finally leave that. And like, that just resonates. Like I started this for the lows and the jokes, but like seeing what it's become and like positively impact it. And I get what you're saying about like certain material things. But I think, um... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Just how, on like a deeply human level, how upset people have been like with how their life has been going. They view, they're clinging on to hope. And I think that cling on to hope is the exact reason why these hedge funds, they're not going to end up winning it. Because I think they're undervaluing people's ambitions to hold on to that it starts as the joke but when you like really unpack the psychology of it i just don't see how they end up winning this particular one i think uh a lot of this is evidence to to state that the u.s dollar is going to collapse to to some degree meaning it, it'll exist i'm not saying mm-hmm. it will cease to exist but uh if you've got people who are getting millions of dollars and then just putting it right back in if you've got hedge funds now joining in and people don't want to work, what's the value of a dollar if you can't buy something with it? So mm. if somebody's got millions of dollars in stock, they don't need a job. Mm-hmm. If people are getting paid by the government, unemployment checks, bonuses, they don't need to work. If you can't even buy the PlayStation you want, then what am, what am I looking forward to with working anyway? My bills are covered. So what happens then is the ultra wealthy, the hedge funds who are like, we've got a billion dollars. What do we do with it? Nobody wants to work. We can mm. offer people more and more and more money. They still won't take the jobs. The money has no value if people don't want it. That's what—that's the value of the currency is the confidence behind it. But it's anything, really. Mm-hmm. So it seems like right now a lot of people have more faith in AMC's stock, not even necessarily <laughs> as a company, just like the meme stocks, than they do the actual U.S. dollars to do something with. Oh, yeah. And I think that's why what we saw playing out with Dogecoin, why it happened. It's like I'd rather take that bet and – whether people are actively paying attention to it or not, you alluded to it before, the inflation is incredible. Like the can we are kicking down the road is way beyond a can. We are rolling a barrel of oil and there's like a flame right behind it. It's just the the un, policy of unlimited quantitative easing. I get it at a high level of like, let's help out with unemployment. Let's just see if we can assist with it. But the degree, the magnitude to which it's like, surpass 2008 and 2009 it's just unlimited currency of course it's going to devalue it and then like i'm sure you guys are better to comment on like then what it changes in 
competition to the yen and that stuff. Like there are serious political global ramifications of the actions. And I'm by no means an economic expert, but like I'm at least smart enough to recognize it's not good. Yeah, I think uh, I'm not going to tell anybody what they should or shouldn't do. I don't give mm. financial advice on this show, okay. but I'm buying crypto. Oh, yeah. I'm buying crypto, man. I was reading. Uh, what was I reading today? Well, for one, we, we saw recently Goldman Sachs announced they're like, you know, oh, crypto is a new, you know, key asset or whatever, an asset, to, uh, uh, I forgot what they call, a class, an asset okay. class. So they're like telling people like, this is something you want to buy. And Bitcoin is decentralized. It's uh, it's possible, but, you know, extremely difficult to, to manipulate. I, I'm, you know, there's there's things you can do like with what Elon Musk did. But I look at what the rich people are doing, and I'm like, they're preparing for something. You know, there there was a there, there's a uh, mountain bunkers in like New Zealand. Do you guys ever hear about this? Mm-mm. Rich people have like landing strips and mountainsides, huh. like D-Day bunkers almost. Yeah, so like the apocalypse <laughs> happens, they get in a plane. It's like, wow. why not, man? If you're worth, you think Bezos doesn't have a fallout vault? Why wouldn't he? Definitely does. Like a seed vault, you know that Arctic seed vault they have. Svalbard. No, is no, that, yeah, I, yeah, I think it is. That. Yes, in Svalbard. Uh, I don't think. I, I mean, maybe I'm saying straight up. Like, if I was Jeff Bezos, I would literally make like a, a vault tech vault. I'd be like, just you know, I don't want to do an experiments like they do in the game. I just want to have a regular vault, so build it. Why wouldn't they? But they do. They do have things like this. They they sell like missile silos that have been converted into homes. You can like you go down like 16 or 20 stories, whatever. So anyway, rich people have prepared for a lot of really crazy things. But now you look at what's going on with cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ultra wealthy are buying into it big and they're manipulating it big, right? So Elon Musk pulled a really shady move. He announces, hey, we're going to be doing Bitcoin, Bitcoin for Tesla. I think that was this year, right? Yeah, when, when he so. says we're going to do Bitcoin for Tesla, then he gets a bunch of Bitcoin and then announces we're not going to do it anymore. <laughs> then the, the value drops. But what happened? The people who were selling the crypto were poor people. They were essentially the retail investors, people who had a couple hundred bucks here and there who panicked when they saw it collapsing. And like, oh, no, Elon Musk doesn't want to use it anymore. Oh, no, Square says they're not going to use it. So they all sell. Mm-hmm. Guess who, bought, who buys it up? The rich people. The rich people buy it all up. And then after that dip, Goldman Sachs comes out and they're like, oh, by the way, we're going to recommend all of our you know, wealthy clients buy more into this. So I'm like, I look at what they're doing. I wouldn't necessarily uh, uh, do everything they've done. You know, shorting GameStop seemed to have been a very bad idea <laughs> at AMC. But... It all, I also wonder if what they're doing with crypto manipulation is to cover their losses. Like a lot of these hedge funds are like, if we go belly up, it's going to be 2008 all over again. What can mm-hmm. we do? And it's like, well, let's steal the money from poor people through cryptocurrency and use it to cover our losses. It's one of those things that like on my end of it, it's hard to like tie things exactly together unless you're the one executing the trade. But we really commonly see the opposite moves as if they're trying to cover margin requirements, liquidity calls in other markets and that stuff. There's been, and it's an easier asset class to move money, to wash money through. Like you do see weird things. And I'm like, maybe at that point I'm putting on my tinfoil hat, but like it's, I don't know. It, it just seems very, very realistic. How can they, you know, I've got two, two, two views on this. How could a regular person think that they're going to be able to beat the hedge funds who have got friends in government covering their asses. At the same time, I wonder how can the hedge funds think they're going to go up against 3.2 million regular people who can just flood the zone with cash and shut them out? Yeah. It's hard to know which way it's going to go. I mean, you could always have, um, I mean, one thing we haven't touched on is at the start of February, the brokerages just stopped the buying. And everyone's like, you can, 
Right. <laughs> Robin Hood shut it all that? down. Not just almost all of them. Right. Did. Robin Hood, I guess, became the symbol of it just because of their name. They're like, it doesn't seem like you're Robin Hood. <laughs> That's pretty weird. Robin poor. Yeah, but um, they were robbing from us. But they stopped it, and everyone's like, whoa, 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 like. Whatever we've been pitched of this concept of the free market, we're like, that seems super not free market. Hey, man, like, what's going on? And we're not, like, the way the legal system moves, it's so slow. And, like, right now there are certain federal and statewide cases against Robin Hood. But you hope it doesn't happen again. But we're about to find out, most likely, and we'll see. Uh, But the amount of distrust in the system at large, whether it's the political system, the economic system, I feel like it's growing and like, I don't know, like at my age, maybe I just haven't seen enough. Maybe it's been worse at other times, but the times that I've been actively paying attention to it, it does seem like it's upticking of just like the underlying anger and distrust for our systems. How much of this is just greed? Just people like, I'm going to turn my paycheck. I'm going to double my paycheck right now. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. go, you, you work, you get a couple hundred bucks or I mean, a lot of people aren't working, but let's say you did work and you got paid a thousand bucks. You're like, whatever, I'll put it in AMC for the week, pull it out back at 2000, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, very possible, but I could also argue it's greed the other way of why do they keep shorting it? They think they're so right, and they're trying to make money about driving a company into the ground. It's just – I mean, I think everyone's in it for self-benefit. It's just like you're going to argue your point stronger. (laughs) You look at – crypto's a really good example of the greed, I think, because we get super chats all the time, and it's like – you know, Tim, you really got to look into this particular cryptocurrency, and it's mm. called like you know Flobblecoin or something. <laughs> it's like I've never heard of this. It's worth like point zero 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 one of a cent, and they and it's like I personally have fourteen billion of these coins. So like everybody's got to get it. It's the new thing, and I'm like, is it the new thing, mm. or is it just the one you bought? And you want everyone to buy in so you can cash out. Yeah, I mean, I I think I even experienced a little bit of that after the Doge run up, like everything seemed to be like they even pitched us that they're like oh it's just another meme one like they were trying to hop into it and it i always took the argument that it's very difficult to recreate a perfect storm but man if if gme was one it seems like the community at large is about to pull it off with amc again they to some degree pulled it off with doge and we don't even know if that storyline's really over like the same thing it went up might be taking a breather sell out a new price and then rip again like You just don't know, but it seems like all the changes, and maybe it's because of technology, it happens so much more rapidly, and uh, at just like the ferocity of it is just such a greater magnitude of like just the the swings up and down just across the board. It's dude, it's 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 it is it's nuts. Like I'm watching the the, like my stocks, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, if I was perfectly trading, like here's the peak sell, like here's the the dip buy, you'd be making like millions per day. Oh, yeah. Just like, and it's an exponential increase. The yeah. more money you make, the more you do. And eventually you get so big, you're actually swaying the market yourself with your buying and your selling. Mm-hmm. Like the act of buying the dip makes it spike up. And then you, when other people get FOMO and buy in, you sell. Yeah. That it's just, you know, watching cryptocurrency prices where it's like <laughs> 42, 33, 37. I'm like, man, people are becoming billionaires off this. Yeah. The ones who are, who are pulling off those trades perfectly. I, I can't, I can't see, man, how an economy like this works. I, I don't understand it. It seems like it's we're not completely off the rails, but it feels like the train is kind of shaking. Of it, it's starting to get there. It's like really picking up. But I wonder that it's like one of those things. Like maybe should I have just started the economy for like five decades of my life? And I'm like, oh, this happens every so often. Or is it a legitimate shift in the direction that we're actually going? Like, is it truly unsafe? I think I think there's a shift. I think something's going to change. Check this out. So we got the story from 
NBC 10 Philadelphia in a convenience store chain first, Pennsylvania's Sheets. I'm saying that very carefully for you two <laughs> to start accepting crypto. Quote, we're very excited to be working with Flexa to roll out support for cryptocurrencies and other types of digital assets at our stores. Linda Smith, payments manager for Sheets, said, got to be very careful with that. We're probably getting demonetized anyway. They're going to be like, you, you can't say those words. So anyway, they announced that they're going to be taking, uh, what is it, uh, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, uh, uh, Ethereum, Litecoin, and other cryptocurrencies. Uh, this is a major chain. I mean, you've, you've, you've had Sheets yep. before, right? Yeah. I love Sheets. You do. That was like my high school. It's like Wawa versus Sheets. Co- college stop stop at place after like rehearsal. It's pretty good. Yeah, and they got good. good selection. It was it was groundbreaking when you could go in. You have a machine and you could pick like I want a, a sausage sandwich with onions and this, and then it's made to order. First yeah. gas station I'd ever seen that at. It's a lot more of than just a gas station. I'm a Penn State alumni and the current CEO. She's from the area, family and everything. So she talked to like some of the business entrepreneurship classes. Uh, who do you think their biggest competitor is? Sheets? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. I got to get creative here. So it's not a It's not a gas station. It's I the region, so I have no idea. I don't know. It's McDonald's. Wow. What? what? And like we all think gas, but you knew it right away yeah. that it's not gas. All their margins are in food. They right. completely view it to be a competitive service to McDonald's, and that's who they're always focusing on. Gas is a good idea. It's like if I got to stop for gas and I'm hungry, it's like, oh, that one's got a gas pump. The other one doesn't. Mm-hmm. I guess there's some places on the road when you're like driving on a road trip, you'll see a McDonald's with gas pumps, mm-hmm. but it'll be like AM, PM gas pumps with McDonald's attached to oh, it or something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So this is this is big. I look at what's going on with the stocks, and I wonder if it's all still part of the plan. You know, a bunch of people get these these stimmy checks, they throw them in stocks, and then everyone rallies and everyone's cheering for it. And then I wonder if the big move is to get cryptocurrency, new technology, new opportunity. Certainly, a lot of people became rich off Dogecoin. Mm-hmm. Certainly, a lot of people lost a lot of money on Dogecoin because. It's a game of hot potato, I guess. If you didn't sell your Dogecoin, you didn't lose anything. But mm-hmm. some people panicked and sold and they ended up losing everything. So I wonder if there's going to be a big shift. And, you know, with these, with more and more corporations adopting crypto, uh, what is it? I think KFC announced they were doing Dogecoin as well. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> because it's so. good marketing. Yeah, there's and, something about that. And Doge might actually be a good crypto cash. Mm-hmm. It is a low cost, easy to transact coin. It takes little energy. It doesn't matter uh, if it's inflationary because you're doing quick transactions with it. You don't store your value in it. You store your value in Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So it's actually might actually be pretty good. Ian's got this look on his face I like think it's no. such trash, dude. Why? It's such it's such filamental trash. It's like uh, you can make as much of it as you want, and it has ten thousand no, per day. I think if that's hopefully they're going to keep making that much, but there's going to yeah. be like what is it a trillion, thirty trillion of them, or forty eight. But, th- but think about think about this. You have your money stored, your, 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 your value stored in Bitcoin, and you're like, I'm going to go to the store today. So you pull up your phone, you swipe and say, transfer Bitcoin into Doge, and then you scan your thing, boop, and you transfer the Doge. That's the future of economics. You have some Doge for quick cash, and most are value stored in Bitcoin. And like, a, I think a company should be able to say, if you pay us with Doge, we'll give you 10% off. If you pay us with Ethereum, we'll give you 7% off if you pay us. So then you, it's up to you as a consumer to pick the currency that they huh. want you to use. And they probably are holding a bunch of that currency, so it increases the value of the currency when you buy it. And the I mean, this a healthy is, this, market. It's not the first time we've heard a big business going to you know, adopt in crypto, mm-hmm. but I do think it's big because it's a gas station, and there's incentive now for people to have wow. more. You know what's really fascinating is I used to do videos on Bitcoin, and they would just tank. 
Nobody mm-hmm. cared. Yeah. You know, so a few years ago, I was uh, uh, in 2018, I'm like, man, these Bitcoin prices are, are crazy. And it would get like 40% of my average view count. It's like really low. But if it was an important story, I'd cover it anyway. I'd say, well, you know, I got to talk about this. Now it's like we had uh, big Bitcoin stories, and I'm like, definitely got to talk about this in some of my most viewed videos. Like the interest mm. is absolutely off the charts for regular people looking into crypto. I, I would love for us to be off fiat and in crypto, 100%. I'm interested how we're going to replicate cash because I like cash. Dogecoin. Like will it just be Doge cash? Yes. It'll have like an old RFID chip on the, on the bill? Phone. No, you have your phone. But then it's if the power goes out, you're in trouble. That's the – I want to find the uh, – the, you gotta, you the carry solve an extra for well, if there's a solar flare, I know. Obviously, <laughs> I'm going. I'm going out of out of line here. If there's solar fla- hold on. Flare, Theoretically, you could like enter your passphrase right into any terminal, right, and access oh. your Doge account. I don't want to put a microchip under my skin. No, you don't have to. Like it's 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 that ten word phrase, right? Imagine if you walked up to a kiosk, you never needed a card again. You just went, you know, dog, car, elephant, banana, ship, and then boop. There's something about having the in your hand, and it's like this is the thing that you want. It's not in my mind. It's not in some database. Yeah, like I can hand it to you, and you can hand me the thing. Maybe that's going to be considered old school because, like, you can rob it, and like it, you can't rob an idea necessarily. I, I think I, mean, I think we're seeing the Great Reset, brother. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. Are, so you are, are, are you familiar with the Great Reset? Oh, I thought you meant more of like. A higher meta level, just like we're hitting some sort. Of, what do you mean specifically? So there's a there's the World Economic Forum, the oh. Davos Group. They've proposed something called the Great Reset, which they just refer to as a reset of global capitalism. So you look at what's going on with the chaos in the stock market, the chaos in the crypto markets, the chaos in the dollar, the mass printing of money, the quantitative easing, the economic shutdown. Now the meat shortages, the gas shortages, and what's happening is that I think the dollar is going to you know, crap out. And I think if you can't buy a burger, the barbecue shop down the street, put up a sign saying we don't sell brisket. Mm-hmm. It's too, it's too expensive. So it's not worth it for us. I'm like, you, you can't get brisket at a barbecue shop. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, so th- they do have it now, but it flickered in and out. Okay. Now we're here. There's going to be more meat shortages, chicken shortages. If you can't get it, what good is your money? Right. Yeah. Gas shortages. Can't go driving. There's no gas. I'm not going to go wait in line. When those huge lines were out of those gas stations because of the Colonial Pipeline hack, how many people probably said, you know what? I think I'll go for a walk today. You know what's really crazy? You know what's becoming extremely popular right now? Rollerblading. Because of Mayweather? No, because (laughs) bars were shut down. Restaurants were shut down. And the repeated sentiment across the board from people is, I had nothing to do and I was bored. So I went in my closet and grabbed my old rollerblades. No joke. (laughs) So now it's becoming really popular. Rollerblades in the U.S. are like sold out across the board. Wow. Yeah, this is crazy. Yep. Wow, roller weird. skating too. So yeah. like women seem to be roller roller skating for the most part and men are rollerblading. But this is a, a profound change in human desire. All of a sudden, there's like videos like 40, you know, 40 and 45 year old dudes being like, I'm going to go rollerblade because they've funny. got something to do finally. But yeah. you don't need money for that. Then you get some guy who's a Dogecoin millionaire, and what does he do? He's like, I don't got anything to do with it. So he buys a Lambo, I guess, and then puts the money back in Doge and just sits on it. It's interesting to see what people revert to. So in 2008, 2009, most stocks did horribly, but uh, tobacco, alcohol actually continued to rise. In this (laughs) this last run in 2020, Home Depot and Lowe's killed it. 
They're like, we have not. Like, everyone's what? doing DIY projects. At home. They're like, I'm just, I'll do this. It's that garage something project. To do. Yeah, it's just something Chance. to do. And their online sales, they destroyed it. And then what happened? Lumber and steel cost, uh, costs are through the roof, and now people can't get it. Lumber is insane. I'm not uh, too familiar with steel. Oh, actually, no. Yeah, steel. X, X is a, a stock that it's the U- U.S. steel or whatever. Uh, lumber gone down or up? Up, up. Um, and didn't lumber just hit a new high? It's been ripping. Yeah. I don't know if it's a new all-time high, so that's relating to home costs going up. So look at, look at what's happening. What did the climate change people say? You got to stop eating red meat. I've heard this since I was a little kid. All my vegetarian and vegan friends were like, it's really bad for the environment. Mm-hmm. What does Greta Thunberg say? How dare you? We must get our fossil fuels tomorrow. Not 2030, not 2025, tomorrow. What gets hacked? Oil? Meat. Wow. What skyrockets in cost so people can't buy it? Wood. Lumber? Steel. Yep. So what do people do? They go outside and go for walks and they go roller skating. They're doing things that don't cost them money. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. other people who are like buying fake money are millionaires. Mm-hmm. Like the whole system is out of whack. Yeah, it's just the upside It's a great down. reset. It's the, it's, it's people's, there is, there is, we are experiencing a, whether it's intentional or not, a reset of global capitalism. People are finding more value in going to the park, going to, going for walks, building things in DIY projects instead of owning stuff and eating food and stuff in their faces. Have they commented on like what it looks like after that? Like the, I guess, tendencies or like where does it go from the, if it is right, where does it go? By 2030, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Yeah. That's, they Uh, made a video. It went viral. They deleted it because it generated a ton of controversy. People apparently like owning things, but uh, Davos group says you will not own anything. And I think that's where, I think we're on track for people not owning anything. It seems like it. There's like a 10 point thing of, of, do you remember any of the other things of what they said? They gave like a a bullet list of the things they were expecting to be different. If this Uh. was like, I don't think the American government would crash its own economy, but because this Davos great, you know, economic forum thing is like a global, I don't know, Swedish or something. No, Swiss. Swiss, I think Davos. That I, I imagine they're just, like a parasite controlling the Federal Reserve, making it, allowing it to print, 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 print. Mm-hmm. Good for business for them anyway, it seems like. Interesting. What is it? 30, 30 visions of a better future. What is it? The Great Reset. Cutting violent crime in half. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember what the article was. I think they deleted it. That's why. You will uh, sleep in a pod. Yeah, it was okay. like <laughs> like what the future will be like after the Great Reset. There, there's There's a bunch of stuff like... We've got this one from the World Economic Forum saying uh, the 10-year plan. I'm not going to read through it, but they're like respect nature and a bunch of other stuff. I don't know. Climate crisis. No. no. To address the climate crisis, defend human rights, embrace circularity, protect the Amazon, and be humankind and regeneration. What is circularity? It sounds so legit. I I, I will tell you this right now. I genuinely believe that they are correct. By 2030, people will own nothing and they'll be happy. I think so. Maybe. So what does life look like then? People living in vans, eating, eating bugs. <laughs> Just Renting like stuff. Vans that they're leasing. You yeah. know, ha- happiness is, is fairly relative. There are a lot of people who live in countries where they live in vans and eat bugs and they love life. Yeah. There are a lot of people in America who don't like being forced to have their resources stripped away and are unhappy with that. So uh, I can understand it. But I don't, I don't think it matters. I think the system is, is in chaos. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't have what's going out with the stock market, be it fun, funny, good, or whatever. You can't have it. It makes no sense for someone to have to go and be a, a sewer tech wading through five feet of sewage 
And then some other dude is like buying meme stocks and becoming a millionaire. That economy makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Economy, like a real market, is going to be like a guy says, hey, I'll clean the sewer in exchange for goods and services. You pay for it. But mm-hmm. now you've got people who aren't doing much of anything other than memeing and becoming ultra wealthy. Eventually, the guy in the sewer is going to be like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to do what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go buy a bunch of stock yeah. and, and, or, or Dogecoin. And that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing people who aren't working these jobs. So there's a shortage of a ton of weird things that like we mentioned chlorine. Mm-hmm. And there's a shortage of raw materials to make things, which means there's going to be way more shortages coming soon. I was trying to buy some computers for the studio. Like, so we, we tried buying this one computer two, two months ago now. Can't get it. They're like, sorry, you know, the parts aren't available. Yeah. We're, we're, the latest update is we're hoping within the next week it will finally be here. Nice. We'll see. But we also need general workstations. So I go online. I go to this you know, famous store. And I'm like, I'd like to see what you have in stock. They had nothing. Wow. They had like, they, they had a few gaming laptops. Uh, I'm sorry, gaming desktops. I bought them and they're like, not good. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There's shortages of everything. Uh-huh. And so what happens is people see the story where it says you're going to own nothing and you'll be happy. A lot of people get mad. They're like, what are you going to do? Take away our stuff? No, what they're going to do is they're going to choke the supply. You can't buy the meat. You can't buy the gas. You can't buy the computers. They don't exist. Nobody wants to work. So it doesn't exist. If the PS5 doesn't exist for a long enough time, people eventually say, I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. done sitting here trying to buy it. How many months had it been since PS5 came out? Like mm-hmm. seven or eight? Yeah. And I know so people I who are like, I go on every day trying to get, I can't get it. I give up. I don't want it anymore. Hmm. So what do they do? They go in their closet. They find skateboard, rollerblades, a basketball, and they go into something else. Bike, yeah. Something that's going to keep them occupied and this makes me think of like the lead up to the Great Depression of the twenties, nineteen twenties, twenties. They people there was this like um how do we call it like a uh, mania about buying stock because mm-hmm. all these people were making massive and, and then they were buying like, it on margin. Yeah, and they started buying it on margin. <laughs> they, it like leaked to the public that you could get rich in the stock market. So everyone, yeah. all these people started getting involved. They started put buying stock on collateral, which is margin. Like you, yeah. you take a loan out based on something you own and then you buy the stock without hoping the stock goes up. If the stock goes down, they do what's called a margin call. You obviously know this, but just if anyone's listening doesn't know. And then you're you forced to sell the stock the at the current value, which is at a loss. And then you've got to recover the cost of the, of the, the loan. And when it, when it burst and fell, so many people lost everything because they were in on margin. So, so maybe we're looking at a great depression. I think we are. And then do we get out of it the same way? Just another war? Get us out of it? Do you know about the, uh, the, the Strauss-Howe generational theory? No, what's that? So there's something called the fourth turning. There's, there's four seasons, right? And uh, I'll, I'll, make, I'll simplify it. 80 years ago, what was, what was happening in the world? Where does that bring us to? The 40s? Yeah. The war? We just got out of World, world War, II. War II. Yeah. What happened 80 years before World War II? Was that the 1860s? Another war. What Civil happened war. 80 years before the Civil War? Revolutionary. That's war. right. So every 80 years, we're just in some yeah. major war. So that's so. There's there are 20 year cycles, and uh, so there's there's four turnings per cycle, and we are in the fourth turning. So 
independent of that thought, without you knowing about it, you said, is there going to be, how are we going to get out of another war? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, maybe. Like, the like pro- if you saw it without even, without us even bringing up Strassad generational theory, mm-hmm. maybe maybe people are thinking there's going to be a war. So there's something else here. So I'm, I'm really glad that was your, uh, I'm, I shouldn't say I'm glad, right. <laughs> but uh, I find it fascinating that your immediate reaction was, how do we get out of a war? Because there's also something we bring up a lot called the Thucydides trap which is a reference to when a rising economic power is about to supplant the dominant power, war breaks out. Mm. And China is set to surpass mm. the U.S. by, guess what year? 2028, yeah. which is the final year of the fourth turning. That's kind of nuts. Ooh, it's going to get crazy. Well, what's nuts about now especially is just the advancement in technology. I think Einstein has a, a quote about that. He's like, I don't know what World War Three will be fought with, but World War Four will be sticks and stones. Yep. He was wrong. Why is that? You know, when people predict the future, they base the future off of their current level of technology, which is mm. unfortunately incorrect. And rarely do people predict the future properly. You know who got it? Who got it? Who, who did a really, really good job of predicting the future? Star Trek: The Next Generation. Calling the computer's name and asking a question. Mm. Now, the question they asked were kind of ridiculous, like, you know, calculate this. Okay, well, you know, our little friendly Amazon device can't do all that stuff, but you still say its name and tell it to do stuff. And tablets. Picard would walk around with a tablet, and it was touchscreen. They didn't have touchscreens like that back then. So that Mm. was actually a really interesting view that worked. But there's this famous photograph of firefighters, like from the late 1800s, 1900s, of firefighters with mechanical wings. And they're flying and spraying buildings. It's like, it's it's not going to happen. We're not, you know, we're not, we don't, we don't do that. Mm -hmm. So with Einstein, he's, he's looking at atomic technology. He's looking at all the stuff and he thinks, wow. Whatever, you know, if we have World War Three with this level of, of, of weaponry, anything after it's going to be sticks and stones, it'll buy about the planet. Mm-hmm. What he didn't understand was the expansion of communications technology and how it was going to affect people. So now we're in fourth and fifth generational warfare, which is information war and propaganda. Controlling financial markets is a huge aspect of fourth and fifth generational warfare. Mm-hmm. If, you're a, if your enemy can't buy the supplies they need to feed their people, you win. If you shut down their gas pipelines and they can't fuel their vehicles, you win. If you shut down their meat plants and they can't feed their people, you win. Mm -hmm. So now what we're seeing a lot more of is internet manipulation, uh, 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 election interference. Like, you know, Russia did try to interfere in the election. Not as crazy as most of the Democrats think, but they did, as did China, as did a bunch of other countries. They're trying to manipulate things. And that's more of what it's going to be. It's Mm -hmm. going to be an info war. Yeah, <laughs> huh. I don't. I don't know if we'll actually. I don't know. I think about this 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 fourth turning thing, and maybe we're about to shatter a mold that's been like we've been in this repetition state. But because we have the knowledge and we can see the mistakes in the past, that you know, governments have have used the these military like like companies to to profit and make the co- we could make industry with gra- like graphene i'm obsessed with graphene for instance <laughs> i knew that's it. expected peak graphene by 2028 he's got We're a bottle see. of graphene I, I bought you the graphene. i don't know right. if you're familiar with this material it's pure craft uh, pure pure carbon tim got me this it's powdered form graphene but it's like a, a mono atomic layer of car- pure carbon and okay. the uses cases let's, let's, are like let's, well, just to get, scalar. Let's just we'll slow down. It's an industry. Yeah. To, to get away from graphene is very specifically the, the 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 general idea is new technology could change things in a way we don't realize. in a way that we wouldn't need war for exactly like but war that's, that's, doesn't that's, have that's, to be the way that we profit out of a depression. It right, could right. be technologically through like materials. But that's what I'm not not materials. It's through information manipulation. We don't need to drop bombs when we can just mind control through social media or or massive you know media campaigns. 
it's still war. It's still conflict. It's still a battle for control. Wow. It's just very different. So Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe now it's arguments on the internet, and some are some are in bad faith, some are out of context and manipulative. But it's better than people blowing each other up, I guess. Oh, for sure. There you go. Although, if an AI tries to put us all in a bunch of pods to harvest our heat, <laughs> is that better than than war? What if you're in the Matrix, bro? We probably are. Simulation yeah. theory. I mean, we're we're probably going to go towards something like that. Would you get in the pod? The Matrix pod, you know. Hmm. You see, you've seen the Matrix. Yeah. Would you Would you rather be you know like Morpheus, like people should be free, or would you rather be like Cipher and be like, tastes like steak? You know. I mean, that's a good question. Maybe there's. I think people would go for it because you just feel like you're always going for some sense of truth. Like you feel like you almost want the answer, but I guess I can also be scary because you're used to what you know, and it's like maybe I don't want to take that type of a pivot. But that's tough, man. It is. I wonder how the like oh. in in the Matrix you live a normal life. Mm-hmm. You get steak at a restaurant. You work a job. Life's not perfect, but it's good. You leave the pod. Now you're like eyes hurt because you've never used them. You've got a bunch of holes all over your body. And you live in a gigantic underground steel chamber eating you know, white goo. But you're free. So would you rather die on your feet or live on your knees? But on your knees, they feed you steak. And on your feet, you eat sludge. See? Depends what the sludge is made of. You know what? I, you know what you, here's the thing, though. I would I to be fair if you actually have watched the matrix you're better off leaving the matrix you know why they can always plug you back into the the the, the fake matrix where they could play video games and like download kung fu mm-hmm. so like the worst case scenario is you're free from the machines you live a real life and then like you plug yourself into your own private matrix and you know you're a night warrior shooting fireballs or whatever and fighting dragons I thought some of the people though who the simulation theory on general I know I'm like pivoting a little bit here but math, like, I get that's the argument of, like, you design technology so robust that you could pull that off. And, like, are we in that? But if we, you have this infinite line of technology that did it, and then within the simulation you did it again, blah, 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 blah. What is the st- statistical chance that we're at the end one that hasn't figured it out yet? So, like, like you're saying, like, we're in a simulation of a simulation of a simulation of a simulation? No, of a simulation. if that was the theory... And, like, we just had this chain of a billion long. What is the st- statistical chance we're the last one that hasn't figured it out yet? That's a possible. Billion, a billion to one. I yeah, actually so think it that's would be more pretty likely rare. because there's no proof. They say if we would eventually get there at the path we're headed, then it already happened. But that doesn't make sense because what if something stopped it from happening, first of all, that you're not taking into account? Just assuming that we will eventually get there doesn't mean that we're already there. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've done it yet. I think this is the the building process right now. So you you think we're in we're in reality prime? Yeah, I'm not so sure. Jeez, good. What is reality? Have you smoked DMT? <laughs> That's there's a that. there's their YouTube videos called like Tales from the Trip. They're crazy, crazy. Stories. Reality. Prime. I tweeted. I tweeted one. Do you know about DMT? Yeah. So there was one guy who basically said that he 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 was he was doing DMT, and then he met a purple woman who like knew him and, and cared about him. And he's like, wow. And then later he brought his friend over and his friend took DMT and he didn't. And his friend told him that there was a purple woman there who said they're friends of yours. And he was like, whoa, I never told anyone about that. So there's mm. a lot of stories where this happens. I don't know how much I believe it. I mm. want to see the scientific research. But there's a bu- there are stories about you know research that was done where people independent of each other took DMT and then saw the same thing. Or describe the same things. Mm. It's really weird. Maybe it's just uh, 
the drug that affects you in a certain way and humans are affected in a certain way that's similar experiences i don't know it's similar or maybe the, we're we're in a simulation you know the body flushes dmt when you're in near-death experience and we if you watch like near-death experiences it's very similar to dmt trips like they they travel towards a light they feel they feel lighter they feel they see the people they feel excited and then at the end they get sucked back in they feel that and i think that's gravity like pushing them back into earth so maybe we're actually there is something out there i you know just to wrap it into what we're talking about if this is coming up on another great depression are the people that are getting massively wealthy now somehow like matrix warriors are they like are they they're using trainers bro someone's got to call a mod in and get these hackers out of here because <laughs> this game's not fun like anymore. are they more dangerous to the matrix so the matrix is trying to bribe them to stay in it <laughs> no no it's like People are hacking, and so now you got a bunch of people running around with crazy money. And the the people who aren't are like, dude, well, it's not fair. I don't want to play this game anymore. Mm. Some 19-year-old dude because I'm a Dogecoin millionaire, and I'm working at a factory. Not okay. So that's why I say, in all seriousness, the economy can't function that way. Mm. Like, Because eventually someone's going to be like, I quit my job at a factory, and I'm going to go trade Dogecoin. You know? I'm, you, you, you could... You could day trade cryptos and, and, and make a lot of money doing it. It's not regulated. It's creepy. Hmm. So a lot of people probably would just choose to do that. Has it been like this the whole time, the economy? And I just wasn't involved with it? No, I think communication technology made it uh, rapid. Yes. You mentioned like the Great Depression and people were buying stock, but you had to like physically buy the stock. Yeah, you had like, to be there, ticker or, tape, call yeah. the broker. Like this, the and they're waving the paper like Robin in the Hood. Yeah, it's very, very different now. Like the technology... Um, I don't know what I was reading or watching, but sometimes I wonder if we've gotten so advanced that our technology advancement has not also developed with our brain advancement. Like it's exponential in technology, but with us, like even certain things, um, I think sometimes with psychology of like social media, if they love you or hate you, we're not used to those numbers. Like our unit size, like we can, we're very good at picturing 20, 30, 40. But when you say a number like a million, we can't picture that. And it's just how we have developed and evolved. Like that's how we got to this point. Our brains are very good at small, compact unit types of things. And now social media has, you're interconnected with borderline 7 billion people. You ever, you ever actually see a million dollars in cash? No. So it, people imagine like the briefcase opens up and it's filled to the brim and they're like, it's a million dollars. And there was a funny skit where like the mob guy comes in, he's like, you got the briefcase and he opens it. And there's a tiny stack in the middle. It's like, what's that? It's like the million dollars. And he's like, awesome. Or something like that. Like people don't realize that, a, uh, what is a thousand hundred dollar bills would not be a massive stack of cash. Million dollars is not that big. Yeah. People don't get it. Because they assume it must be infinite. Huh. It must be huge because a million is beyond our, our understanding. Yeah, our, our brains are very bad at picturing large numbers. Very, very bad. I, I think you're so right that our brains haven't developed alongside with technology. Because I, I remember 2003, 2004, five. I think the first iPhone came out. And I was like, wow, we, we did it. We solved it now. We have mm-hmm. access to all the information. So that means we'll be able to answer all the problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I just thought that's it. We did it. 2008 oh, or 9 is going to be great. We figured it out. But then Dude, I, didn't I realized the nefarious nature of I remember humans my, my, uh, my old candy bar phone, what internet was like on an old Nokia, you know? <laughs> and then I remember when the iPhone first came out and it was like, whoa. And it's like you could like zoom in so and out. Now it's videos. just normal. So, so it's really funny. There's a comic where – or it was a joke. Someone says they, – they said if, if you could go back in time and tell someone from the past something that would shock them, what would you say? And a guy said – I hold in my hand a device that contains the summation of human knowledge. 
I use it to argue with strangers and look at pictures of cats. It's like, with all of that power, that's what we did with it. Man, humans really are not that profound. Yeah, they're not. We, we like to view ourselves very highly. Like, we're so smart. We've invented all, invented all of these things. And it's like, dude, it's, it's sad to me. Not everybody does it. Some people take the technology and they do great things with it. Mm-hmm. But I think too many people argue with strangers and look at pictures of cats. <laughs> Does it make it fun that there's a bunch of people like that? Or is that like a flaw of our, That's a flaw, of our genome? It's almost like uh, NPCs, man. Non-player characters. There are people who are like, they get access to the summation of human knowledge and they use it to level up, increase their stats. They're like strength plus one, agility plus one. They're looking up like proper lifting techniques. And then you have a lot of people who are like on Twitter and just screaming, doing nothing. And it's like anger plus one, I guess. Right. Depression plus 10. Yeah. Some people do literally nothing. They, they wake up. They go work a menial job. They don't think about it. They use the Internet for nothing substantive. No, no passion, no dreams. Not everybody. I'm not saying even most people. I'm just saying there are a lot of people that are like this. Mm-hmm. They're like just NPCs just you know milling about. I've had days like that. Sometimes I'll go through fitness. Like someone's not necessarily an NPC or not, but you can go into NPC mode and just train it in. That's for sure. I think, I think people, some people are definitely NPCs. Just, bro. just that's their base nature and they, you need to pull them. You can, I don't you can know. give them sentience. I know you can. Well, I'm not saying they aren't sentient. I'm just saying like, I'm not saying they're literally non-player characters in a simulation, although you can certainly talk about the philosophical ramifications of simulism. But I'm just saying that there's some people that have no passion, no ambition, and they consume and they sit around. That's it. And they're content to do so. Most people. Hmm. Is it most people? I, uh, I just watched a documentary on an author, um, Jordan Peterson. Love that guy. Yeah. yeah. That was like uh, many people who spoke to him that was it so, like i just i wasn't doing anything like they they had no direction or anything and it was just i i guess my sentiment of it it was basically guy like hey take on some responsibility maybe you're gonna be a little bit better off like i i haven't really been into that um but that was like the main reaction was so many people like that so when you were saying pulling them out of like that npc mode it's like t- do something like take it and it's weird the fact that right now we live in a time where you can, like, we say we're bored blows my mind. How? Right, right, right. How is that possible? I agree, like, man. we have connections to everything that, like, even 50, 100 years ago, like, those people could have actually been bored. They baked all day and then they just sat and you just, you were done for the day. Like, that no, was dude, it. There's dude, nothing else to do. Hundred, a couple hundred years ago here in the U.S., people mm-hmm. would wake up at the crack of dawn, go farm, go to bed at, you know, after, after you know, late night, mm-hmm. and then wake up at the crack of dawn and just work all day go to sleep, work all day, go to sleep. And then the postal rider would come periodically with, with news. They would have to go to town periodically. But dude, people don't realize you got to look at history. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. How far apart everything was. The American Revolution took 20 years. Mm-hmm. People think it was like an overnight thing. Like huh. the, the phone call comes in. We're declaring independence. And then the king is like, I'll send my troops. And he sends them right over. And they're there within a few days. No, it took months. 
for the mm-hmm. word to get back to England and to come back to the States. So people, for the most part, their lives, 99% was farming or whatever job they were doing in the town or whatever, but mostly not political. Now, our lives, 99% political and 1% whatever it else we do, whatever, whatever else it is we're doing. Why do you think it is it got so political? Speed of communication. Oh. Yeah, look at like... There could be a police brutality incident in the United States, and then people in, like, Madagascar are protesting. And I'm kind of like, why? You know, like, why, why? Why is it that people in London were having protests for Black Lives Matter when, like, something happened in the U.S.? I'm mm. like, the British cops are very different from the cops here. What are you protesting? And they just say whatever, you know, Marxist ideology, I guess. I, I like that people are getting political, at least desire to be political. So maybe that's a, an evolution. It's pros and cons, man. A lot of these people who normally just didn't care to be involved, who get involved now, don't understand what they're fighting for and fight for dangerous things. So, uh, for instance, all the people marching around doing the red salute. It's like commonplace now to see people doing the communist salute. It's literally what communist Chinese party members do when they are, are joining the party and swearing in. Now you've got people in the United States marching around in the street by the thousands all doing it. And they say, oh, but it doesn't mean that. I'm like, I don't care what you think it means. You're doing it. So this is what happened when people who don't know what they're doing get involved in politics. Mm. Is you it know? even like that, though, that example? Is it another troll thing of just like for whatever reason, like some, I guess, more of like dark sense of humor? Or do you think it's like a lack of education of like lack what it truly meant? Yeah, lack of education. Like imagine if you saw people like regular people, like a bunch of millennial, you know, urban people in LA marching around doing the Nazi salute. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're doing the red salute, the communist salute. It's the fist. You know? mm-hmm. And they're saying, oh, but it, you know, it means something else, I guess. I'm like, bro, if a bunch of Nazis went around doing the Nazi salute saying it meant something else, I'd be like, shut up, dude. Yeah. And you'd, you'd agree. Like, so you can't march around doing the red salute what the communist party of China literally uses when they're swearing in and then be like, oh, but it means something else. Like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. They, they don't... They don't so you look at that photo of all the people doing the Nazi salute and the one guy, you know, frumping. Rah. Yeah, man. Like, most people are just blindly following along with the authoritarian ideology that's sweeping across the, the, the West. That's a good point. They could be doing a different salute, like a little bit more creative or a little <gasps> different than the Chinese Communist Party salute. Well, I mean, it's not even the Chinese Communist Party salute. It's the communist salutes, the red salutes. It goes back to, like, you know, early, early 1900s Europe during the conflict between the, the communists and the fascists. You know, so they're doing it and they can say whatever they want about it. I'm like, hey, I don't care, dude. You're doing the red salute. That's creepy. Like these pe- like if you if you blindly march along with authoritarians who have historically murdered people and then you're like, I didn't know or it doesn't matter. I'm like, OK, that's a problem. That's what that's what happens to people who don't know what they're doing. Get involved in politics. They throw themselves behind really, really dangerous and bad people. See, look, it wasn't that political in 2006. I think it's more than just the speed of communication. Like, it does feel like, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but, like, that the, that the Global Economic Forum is, is intentionally dividing the people in the United States. Why is everybody posting ducks in the chat? Is that? Oh, uh, that, yeah, that's it. That's a, <laughs> just a brand thing. Um, so, like, I was just poking fun at how, like, seriously Wall Street people take themselves. So I always wear, like, a crazy duck shirt. I love it. <laughs> no reason. So it's just, like, a, a duck gang thing. All right, all right. We'll 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 uh, take super chats. Yes. If you have not already, it is uh, imperative that you press the like button. 
to uh, help the show out. Uh, smash that like if you really want to help the show and share the show. If you're listening on iTunes, Spotify or whatever, give us a good review. And uh, I also will announce Will of the People now available on Spotify and iTunes. You can tell your friend a little robot device to play Will of the People by Timcast and boom, it'll play. So that, that's a cool thing that happened. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to this channel. And let's uh, let's read what y'all have to say. Smash the like button. All right. Funeral Man 04 says, first time super chat. AMC has absolutely left me speechless, just like Michael Knowles' new book. <laughs> JK, I admire all of you. Take care. Yes, uh, uh, Michael Knowles' new book, Speechless. All right. Tony Bolt says, JBS is a customer of the company I work for. We make meat-forming machines. Last year, we had a full-blown cyber attack that crippled us for weeks. Today, we stopped another attempt in its, in its tracks. Whoa. Everyone's spamming ducks now, by the way. Like, so many s- ducks. Since I said that, the whole chat is just ducks Oh, my now. gosh. <laughs> it's, uh, it's gone off the rails a couple times. When I try to interview people, if they're alive, I'm like, hey, like, can I interview you? And then the entire group is just ducks. <laughs> I'm like, what is possibly going on? Dude, we got another big shortage. Uh-oh. Jack O'Neill says, I work for Frito-Lay, and the shortage of supplies to make chips is getting ridiculous. Get back to work, y'all lazy SOBs. Oh, okay. No Frito-Lays? Oh. What am I going to eat? What, what will we do? I don't eat Frito Lays. Who I eats Fritos? I guess, uh, I guess we have those barbecue chips sometimes. Oh, yeah. Those are good. good. That's a treat. All right. C. Hennessy says, Tim, are you going to need a event caterer, co- uh, uh, event cater coordinator or coordinator in general for the Friday Ooh. nights? I was a private chef up until the Corona. Um, probably not. We'll probably need a master of ceremonies of some sort, but we may already have that individual here. Uh, it's not going to be like, we're not going to put out charcuterie or anything for people. They're going to like stand outside the parking lot as someone plays music and everyone like, you know, mingles and gets to hang out with people. We're doing Friday night events coming up. Okay. Just like anyone's invited or like a ticket thing? Tickets. tickets. Yeah. And it's going to be difficult because tickets are limited and there's no parking. So that's the other thing. Like take an Uber, I guess, ride a bike. I don't know. We're in the middle of nowhere and there's nowhere to park. So we might be able to figure something out, but not for 30 people. So everyone can carpool in a bus, maybe. Mm. Oh, maybe. And your first one's this Friday? No, 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 no. We can't. There's, there's like business stuff we have to take care of before we're allowed to do it. So, uh, okay. like, we were trying to do it earlier in the year, and we got we got, you know, stopped by business stuff, regulations, rules. Uh, Death's API says duck duck ape. Check your PO box, Matt. <laughs> there you go. Alabama Toolbox says inflation is a national security risk. The U.S. has military bases in countries around the world. The U.S. Navy controls the world's oceans. How is the U.S. able to do this? The strength of the U.S. dollar. And, well, also the force behind it. Stop using the dollar and we'll, you know, pair drop into your country, you know. All right. Let's see. What do we got here? Blank Field says, do you have a yearly subscription option yet? We don't. I don't know uh, when we will, but I do know we're uh, like two weeks out from the website overhaul, which should shock and scare everybody. No, it's going to be excellent. We're going to be adding a newsroom, so there's going to be actual articles, aggregation. We're going to be bringing out some investigative reporters. It's going to be fantastic. We got some mini-doc plans. I want to – I have a plan to send a Joe Biden voter to all of the places that Joe Biden screwed up. So, like, I'm talking to my friend who voted for Biden, and I'm like, I will buy you a first-class ticket to McAllen, Texas – to go and film the kids sleeping in the dirt. And he's like, I'm down. I'm like, cool, let's do it. Like, yeah, vote nice. for Biden. Now you can go talk to people about what's happening. And like, if he agrees with it or whatever, I don't know. But I think that's, that's honorable that he'll be like, yeah, I'll go check it out for sure. You know, stand up for what you, what you voted for. So that'll be really interesting. Like, you know, Biden voter meets Biden, Biden policy. 
This is somebody who's not like a diehard politi- political tribal anything. It's just regular person who was like, I got to go vote for Biden. Now they're going to go explore and meet people and talk about what those policies have brought. I am obviously of the opinion that they've been bad, but maybe, you know, send a crew out to go do their thing. They'll come back and be like, hey, it's not all bad. We'll see for sure. I'm not, con- I'm, I'm, I'm actually fairly confident it, it is bad, but hey, we'll, uh, we'll let them do their thing. 379 Gromer says, the chicken plant was shut down in Russellville, Alabama for the past two days. I'm waiting to load there now. Why? Why was this is what I was down? talking about. Mm-hmm. They say like, oh, it's a cyber attack that shut down the chicken, the, 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 the meat plant, but there already was a shortage. So now people are saying, oh yeah, the, the, this plant was already shut down for two days. Why? There was no hack there, was there? What's going on? Some weird It's hack. like a Hardy Boys novel. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's, you, Ian. Figure it out. It's weird. Like across the board, there's just like a lot of things that are more volatile. The stock market, these shortages. Like it, it's one of those things that like it's all these puzzle pieces, pieces of puzzles that we'll see. We'll see how the puzzle fits together. And right now, though, like we're all a little bit confused. But it's, it's like strange. Sudoku, but instead of like one by nine, it's like one by one hundred thousand. Yeah, oh, there's like no way to map out this massive grid. Yeah. It could be the COVID shutdown is now they just the media has been totally silent about it but it's been devastating the the supply lines did the media tell everybody on d-day that it happened right when it was happening i think so oh D-Day. like literally when they were storming the beaches they were like June listen 6. up america we've stormed the beaches of normandy i don't know was or was it like a day later or two days later they reported I look it up. i'm curious because i remember we had an office of censorship I have a shirt modeled off of the motto. It says silence accelerates victory. And they also said loose lips sink ships. Mm. So if there was a major conflict going on, why would the media be telling us? They've right. never done it before. Why would they start now? Hey, by the way, guys, there's a war breaking out and uh, just keep working. Actually, you know what I think? I think that because Democrats shut everything down and the media is now the, the PR wing of the Democrat Party, I think they have every incentive not to talk about like big problems coming our way because of the shutdown. That's just what I think. If that, on the other side of that though, if they were doing it, wouldn't we see something weird on the background of just everyone like, oh, like all these tech people are being hired by the government? Like, wouldn't there be a certain trail of like there's a lot of hiring into some sort of defensive military force if that was going on? Yeah. Don't know. You'd see just, I don't know. I'm picturing just a bunch of like engineers always being hired right out of college. They're like, no, work for us. Like, we need cybersecurity. I don't know. Maybe maybe they are doing that. Yeah, maybe it is. It is like, Boston Dynamics, I think, does that a lot. Mm. All right. Chaos eight, eight, uh, a Turnum. Tim, do some research on Cardano. Creator is anti-establishment. One of Cardano's projects is to turn Africa into a blockchain powerhouse. Win-win IMO. I have four cryptos. I've got Bitcoin, Ethereum, Doge, and uh, Cardano. And it's because I think uh, I, I've, Cardano is similar to Ethereum, and I'm confident in it personally. I'm not giving you advice. I'm just telling you what I think. And we have uh, an open invitation for the founder of Cardano to come on the show and talk crypto with us. So, uh, you know, there's that. All right. Eric Miller says the chicken shortage could be a result of a cyber attack on Pilgrim's Pride, a chicken processing plant. Interesting. But the chicken shortage has been around for a month or two because I've been covering it for a minute. GB Daniello says, glad to see you cover this. I also cover these topics. Please check out my channel. I'd be glad to move and help out with your media company. I make films and music too, and entertainment all my life. You know, we've got, there's, there's, uh, we want to move as fast as possible in expanding the company, but there's like regulation stands in the way and makes it very difficult. 
Plus, there's good business practices. You know, it's not all it's not, not all government, but uh, we try. All right. I'm Brandon says I'm a chicken hauler and I can vouch that the chicken shortage is true. My company dropped a hatchery because the breeders can't keep up with demand. Wow. Why are the chickens not having babies? What is that? I don't know. I'm not of chicken food. I don't know. Chickens just eat grass and bugs. Huh? All right. John Marafa says, interesting how the left tells us stop using gas or eating meat. And now those two industries are targeted by hackers. Hmm. What's next? Yeah, I don't know. Ruben Pedroza says, guys, this is not shortage in beef, chicken, produce, or even gas. The hacks are in the payment systems. The companies would rather shut shut the world down if they don't get paid. Ruben, you are incorrect. There is actually a shortage of chicken and beef outside of the cyber attacks. Over the past several months, several restaurants have been reporting that they've been struggling to get chicken supplies and oil because it's not there because people aren't working and people aren't making things. So things aren't there to buy. There was, however, two major cyber attacks, Colonial Pipeline and this JBS system, which is not chicken. And that resulted in them shutting down because it it was going to affect their computer systems. That's separate from the already existent meat shortages that happened before the cyber attacks. Deadbeat Gamer says Snowpiercer was a book slash film about two sides of the last humans, rich and poor, surviving Ice Age 2 on a train. Spoiler warning. The rich eat only good food. And the poor eat cricket protein bars. I remember. This is, uh, I don't know about the book, but I can tell you in the film, it's roaches. <clears throat> and I can also tell you, in the original take of the film, there's a scene where Chris Evans, he opens this vat that's making these these brown bars they eat. And you see a bunch of roaches. And he's like, oh, and he gets really sick. Because in the movie, they were eating roaches. The original cut, it was human excrement. Gross. Oh, brutal. And I guess test audiences really did (laughs) not like it. So they changed to roaches. (laughs) Okay. Because the only food they had was like these bars. And I'm kind of like, where do the roaches come from? What do the roaches eat? The human waste made more sense. I don't know how you eat it or process that, but I don't think I'd have a problem with eating roaches if there was no food left. Mm -hmm. I'd just be like, I will eat what I got to eat. And I will will be happy about it. You know know what it is? When you're starving – Everything tastes good. That's for sure. It's true. It's true, man. It's part of the great thing about having a really clean diet is when you eat a carrot, it's super sweet. Carrots are ridiculously sugary, so bro. So sweet. Yeah. You you get a good carrot, chop it up, steam it. I'll tell you, you and I tweeted, we've we've done so much trying to make our food taste better and better and better to the point of like heavily processing it, mm. dropping yeah. every known spice imaginable plus a cup of brown sugar right on top of that MSG. piece of chicken. Pre- preservatives. You know what I had for breakfast today? I had two eggs straight from a chicken's butt. Oh. Walked right in the chicken coop, picked them up, cleaned them off, cracked them open, over easy. Man, that is delicious. They taste noticeably different? I don't know. They're, They're just delicious. They're color for sure. It's just delicious. I like I like having the yolk just a little bit, just over easy. And then you cut off the whites and you just eat the yolk. Mm. Or you cut off the the whites. I eat them, but I eat oh, them second. Oh, interesting. I like, I, I like eating the yolks by themselves. Yeah, they're It is meat. so delicious. So you, 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 you want to eat real food, man? We, we, we got these really nice steaks. That fat from the steaks, it is delicious. You don't need anything. Mm. You don't need this double, triple cheese with fancy sauce, chipotle, splash, every known processed garbage slopped into a deep fried. You don't need any of that. No. Man. And it's a lot of times those are salt overload. If like restaurant right. food is just salt. It's all sugar. Salt, nah, man. Salt, all sugar. you need to do is go outside, take a nice cicada off. The, I'm mm-hmm. saying, don't eat the cicadas. <laughs> the media is telling you to eat them. Don't eat them. I'm getting mixed people are posting. Here. People are posting carrots in the chat now. Yeah, look at you. Yes. <laughs> Get juicy. Where I grew up, um, 
my whole life, my closest neighbor, middle of nowhere PA, we would always get the eggs from him. It was a dollar. They were fresh eggs. So I ate that my entire life. I went to college. I didn't know it was actually eggs. Like I felt stupid because of the color. I was like, no, no, no. The eggs. Like actual eggs are so much more yellow. And then two farms down, that's where I got, we got our meat my entire life. They're blue eggs. Oh, just like Like the shell's blue. Yeah. Of there are like in existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's green ones. Yeah. Oh, just like across. Yeah, I mean, don't like some robin stuff have blue eggs yeah, yeah. and that. So yeah. the, the chickens we have, the guy we bought them from called it a sampler. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a bunch of different kind of chickens, and so some lay blue eggs, some white, some brown. There's like greenish blue. Were you saying the chicken yolk is more yellow? From yeah, the like- actual like egg when you cook it is like way more vibrantly yes. yellow from like a fresh. Did you egg. know that the beef you eat in the store is cloned beef? What? Yeah, yeah I didn't. I didn't believe that. We had Alex Jones on the show, and he was like, you know, people don't realize they're eating cloned beef. You know? And I'm like, Alex, that's not true. You're making this. And then he was like, look it up. I'm not. And I was like, all right. And I looked it up, and it was like, you are eating cloned that's beef. And crazy. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's crazy, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, we're eating cloned meat. They clone the meat. That's weird. And then they just grow, like, the, the meat patty separate? No, they like, they, like, clone it and just inseminate the cow, I guess. Wow. I guess it's easier than just bringing a bowl in or something. Oh, you know, it's oh. like the same thing with apples. There used to be like a whole bunch of different kinds of apples. Now there's like four. Same with bananas. And yeah. There used to be a bunch of different kinds. Yeah. What? Soon we're going to have just one vegetable. It's going to be called like food. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be like a weird starchy, semi-sweet red thing in a cube shape that grows perfectly. Mm. Gross. Yeah. I mean, and it's going to be like the consistency of meat. It'll be like if you eat it backwards, it's salty. But if you eat it forward, it's sweet. <laughs> I don't know if I'm like really connecting weird dots here, but a lot of people in the community, it's, it's a fickle opinion on Jim Cramer. Sometimes he loves AMC and tells the short scale. (laughs) Other times they hate him. Um, but just last week people were talking. He's like, yeah, AMC is fine and everything, but the next thing to run is beyond meat. Mm. And now with this conversation, I'm like thinking even more about it. He was like really pushing beyond meat. He's not wrong. I don't know. I don't know if it's beyond meat though, but he's on the right track. So they're doing cell culture meats. Mm -hmm. Look, man. We've had these reports come out saying you can't eat beef because it's bad for the environment. Mm-hmm. And you've got big push against climate change. It is legit bad for the environment for to, to eat beef because, like, mm-hmm. you've got to grow the, grow the vegetables. Like, well, you get – I think what, what do cows eat? Alfalfa? Yes. Hay and grass. Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot of water to produce a full-grown cow and then to harvest the cows a lot of labor. And as the media has already said, you can just eat the cicadas, right? Mm-hmm. So what they're doing is they're trying to find meat alternatives that people would enjoy. So they're doing Beyond Burgers, Impossible Burgers. I definitely think those are going to be a huge run. The problem is they're extremely salty. So uh, have you ever had Impossible or Beyond Meat? Mm-hmm. They're good. Yeah. Uh, I, I I actually – I had a, a um, I think Beyond is way better than Impossible. It's my opinion. Yeah, me oh. too. They both have a ton of salt in too them. Too much Damn. salt. I would have no problem with them not having salt in them. Yeah, really, same. You know. Why do they you put know? salt in? Because I guess they got to make it taste good. The weird. cell-cultured stuff I find weird. But I also – if it's food, it's food, I guess, yeah. whatever. I don't know if I've had the cell-cultured, but I've had those. I don't, and I I don't know if they fine. sell those widespread yet, the cell-cultured uh, burgers. Where they, so they, it's actual beef, but it's like grown in a lab into the shape of a burger. And with that, yeah. it's less uh, – the impact on the environment's less still? Oh, substantially, down. substantially okay. less. Yeah, so I definitely think when you look at these meat shortages, hmm. what's going to happen is you remove enough meat from the market. You drive the price up enough, people will start buying other things. They'll be like, I guess I can't buy beef. So what do, they, what do they buy? They'll buy whatever they can get. They'll start buying other things to replace it if they have no choice. 
if you come out and you're like, we are passing a law that says beef is no longer legal, people would throw pitchforks. They'd, mm-hmm. they'd be running around with pitchforks like javelins ah, and, and torches and all that stuff. But if you're just like, it's a cyber attack, you know, there's like, mm. we don't have any now. People will go, man, that's crazy. Right. And they'll just eat something else. Yeah, you can't, you won't be able to legislate this change to the Great Reset. It's going to have to be a, a necessity. So thing. whether it's intentional or not, this is the first path towards removing burgers from our diet. Dude, I'm so pumped about stem cell meat. I'm so pumped. You'll be able to order like a packet of powder and then you put it in your machine and then whatever else, enzymes or whatever. And then after and like, like six days, you're, you have all these you have meat, like a, you have six like, meat patties or whatever. No, you have like five pounds of ground chuck. Yeah. But there's no fat in it. Excellent. You have to add like fat to it or something. Wild. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if it works though. It's not the same. I don't know. No brain involved. No heartbeat. It's just a piece of meat. Will vegans eat it? I will. I would. Yeah. Because it doesn't harm the animal. If I was vegan, I would eat it. Because it's not an animal. It is an animal. I'm not a vegan. I do eat meat. And if I was, I would eat it. But it's not an animal. You know, it's like an animal product. It is an animal product. I guess you could say that. All right. Let's read some more of these super chats. We got Ben Walker. He says, Tim, you're significantly more tech literate than the average bear, but many viewers may not be. In light of this second attack, would you consider having a cybersecurity expert on who could help explain different threat actors and their motives? Absolutely. And I know a whole bunch, so I'll just have to reach out to some of them. All right. Alex9513 says, Moon Gang, shout out to Chair. You've been making the rounds, Matt. Ape together strong. And then it's an ape, a duck, and a strong arm. <laughs> there you go. Ape ducks. C. Griff142 says, if a civil war would happen, the left and cities don't realize how isolated they would be. We could cut off food and fuel supplies pretty easily. That is correct. All right. Holly Wiley says, Tim, I told you about TJE meat earlier. It's much worse. Read my tweets to you. Holly J. Wiley. All right. Let me, uh, let, let me, let me, let me pull this up and see what the, what's going on. Something else. I don't know what TJE meats is. Hmm. So we'll see what, uh, what is, what, what are you tweeting about, Holly? You tweeting about something? That, Thank you, uh, Holly. <laughs> Thanks for getting in touch with Smart. us about that. Super chat. What is TJE meat? Hmm. I see an ad for Dogecoin. Oh. Is it possible that it was T-H-E meat, the meat? No. Oh, is that what it is? Maybe. Is J next to H? Oh, it is. So it's the meat. Oh, okay. About the meat earlier. Oh, okay. So you're saying it's worse. I don't see your tweet about the meat. We'll have to come back to it. Meat but, tweet. Uh, meat tweet. Liberty or Death says, GME and Roaring Kitty changed the world by accident. I had never traded stocks until January. Because of people like Matt, I spent the last five months learning. No going back now. You know it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Throne says, hey, guys, just wondering what you guys think about the hetera hash graph or about the central bank digital currency. There's a year long research project currently being performed in the U.S. for this. I haven't heard of the hash graph. Have you? Mm -mm. Fedcoin? Definitely. It's coming. UCBC, central bank coin, CBC Mm -hmm. or something. That's that's inevitable. I'm surprised that they're so far behind, but I'm actually not surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> noticing. Big Rob says short interest is self-reported. It is likely much higher as the uh, as the fine for being caught lying is just the cost of doing business. 
Another crucial factor is utilization, which AMC has been at 99.5 to 100% for six weeks now. Yeah, mm-hmm. what does that mean? So utilization is the, it's a ratio of just the amount of shares on loan divided by the total amount that could theoretically be borrowed at that moment in time. So it's like almost maxed out. It's maxed out, but both are dynamic because it's the amount of people who want to loan them out. So if someone like BlackRock's like, oh, I do want to loan mine out, sure, I'll take the interest payments. They'll do it. But then they could also take that supply away. So really, you have to know the short interest, the shares on loan, and the utilization to get the like the full picture. You need all three because they describe a different part of like the mathematical equation. Clayton Andrews says, I'm a cattle rancher from Canada. Thanks for reporting on the cyber attack. Planning on selling lightweight steers this week, but are going to look at markets to see if we should hold, uh, we should hold annoys me how AG is society surf class that us no society. That's true. Yeah. Michael Moyer says, I agree. We need to stop using woke descriptions and call a spade a spade. BLM no go zones. That's what the, that's what they are. My dad and I made a docu-series explaining what they represent. Please watch christianaction.org slash superchat. Need help to get it out? Free for everyone. And there cool. you go. Rilo704 says, you guys are familiar with the Green New Deal, and you're honestly thinking that oil and beef were attacked with no reprisal from the feds. Not to sound like a Q-nut, but do you believe it's coincidence? Maybe. It was that's, cra- that's it's simple. It's I mean, crazy to think that the U.S. government would attack its own infrastructure to get some sort of political movement across. Gulf of Tonkin. I know. Uh, so they have done that, but they didn't. No, Gulf of Tonkin was they just claimed they were attacked. They claimed they were attacked when they were right. There was no actual. There is uh, Operation Northwoods. I mean, Northwoods wanted to get us into uh, Lemnitz, Cuba. Isn't that what that was? Wanted to stage false flag attacks. I heard mm. that the the. What's his name? FDR knew that we were going to be attacked by Japan leading up, but they didn't know where or when. So they were just kind of like, eh, we need an excuse to get into the war. So right. here it comes. The, yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm, it would be great to actually talk to a historian who can go into the nitty gritty details on that stuff. But there, I've, I've definitely heard that. You know, FDR was like, well, if it happens, it happens. Like, then we'll get in the war, I guess. And so Pearl Harbor. Yeah. So maybe- but but it's, it's a question of... I'm not an expert on that stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean? it seems so. so circuitous to attack our own infrastructure like this just to get a new deal passed. That doesn't make sense to me. But then I know it's it's a global thing. This this world economic forum is not an American man. system. I'm not a fan of conspiracies because they make too many assumptions. Yeah. Mm. Like the reality is, we were doing weapons deals with with uh, uh, like with countries that Japan was enemies with, and so they got mad at us. And then they were like, "Yo, stop doing it." And plus, we had a base in Hawaii, which is in the middle Pacific, and they're like, "Dude, you're encroaching." And they're like, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, push you back. And then we were like, guess what? We actually got a nuclear bomb and they didn't know about that. So they thought U.S. is putting pressure on us. We're not going to tolerate it. We're going to go fight. And then the U.S. was like, yeah, you know, here's a, here's a gravity bomb for you. Hold my beer. Yeah. Don't mess around. All right. Let's see where we got some super chats. Christian, Kristen Lloyd says you just lost the game. Oh, gosh, that was a, that was a, that was a mean thing to do. You, you know, you mean, mean, mean. Heather V says, my town provides 25% of nation's beef. Cows are sold at bottom dollar, so there's no reason beef is so expensive. The pens are stuffed full, and they've been going the whole time. There's no shortage. Weird. I mean, in your town, but there's literally shortages reported across the board. And I went like a mile from my house, and the barbecue joint has a big sign saying, we can't sell beef. It's too expensive. Something's wrong somewhere. Yep. Mm. Someone's doing something. Something is not. Something is is not right. Something is quite wrong. Something's wrong. I can feel it. 
Tanner Larson says, keep up the good work, guys. What is the end game with Bitcoin? What happens with the debt held by Japan, China, and the public who hold the majority of our country's bonds if Bitcoin becomes a standard? The dollar implodes and those holding Bitcoin become wealthy. The end game with Bitcoin is that it will be worth around the equivalent of a million or so dollars, and it'll stabilize between half a million and a million at some point. It won't stabilize completely, but it'll stay pretty steady. And then you'll have Bitcoin, which will effect- effectively function like your bank account. When you want to store money, you transfer it into Bitcoin and you just leave it. And there's a public ledger like a bank. And then when you want to spend cash, you'll switch to Doge or something or Litecoin or Bitcoin Cash, whatever is easier. People will probably accept crypto. They'll probably just say crypto. Mm. They'll be like, we take crypto. And then you'll be like, it doesn't matter what your token is. There have been a bunch of attempts at creating rapid transaction. Yeah. So that if someone says we, it's, it's 10 Bitcoin, you can select Doge and then just hit it. And then it'll do the equivalent of Doge to Bitcoin if you have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bunch of systems trying to do something like that. All right. Terry Diffie says, great job, great show. Why don't you and shows like yours, Crowder, Shapiro, Rubin, join forces to create a super group? Couldn't be ignored then. Everybody's running their own thing, I guess. Cam S says, Neil Tyson on JRE depicts the Great Reset. At an hour 32 and 20 seconds, uh, leads into an example of owning a drill and not using it. So we'll have to rent and have shared commodity. That's correct. You'll need a specific tool and you'll have a subscription service. I saw a commercial today for Kitty Poo Club. And What's, I was like, what? we've jumped the shark. First, there's like, there, you know, there, there's like clubs like Dollar Shave Club. And it's like, when I first saw that, I was like, do you really need a brand new razor once a month? I guess it's easy. Just shows up at your doorstep. So you get your razor and you get your replacement razors and everything. I'm like, okay. Wasteful. Then I saw one. I, I see a bunch of these clubs that like kind of don't make sense. And then I saw Kitty Poo Club. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, we've done it. You know, but that, that one actually makes sense. What is it? It's a cardboard box. And it comes with just, just enough litter to where you put it up and you fill it up. And then at the end of the, the like week or whatever, a new one arrives. You just toss it. It's just cardboard. That sounds fun. So you don't get wasteful plastics for like your plastic oh. poo boxes. And you don't got to worry about digging through cat poop. You just throw it in the trash. <laughs> I and then you pop up in the new box. It's amazing, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I, I used to like be kind of I'm, – I'm from the 90s, you know. So I was – from the 90s. I'm from the 80s. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm from the past. You're from the 70s? Yeah, from the 70s. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was obsessed with owning my own music. So I wanted like a burn them on CDs. I had it all on my hard drive. And then Spotify and all these like streaming networks came out. And I, I hated the idea that I didn't own it. That I was, it's like this great reset thing. They want you to not own it. But and I hated it. I wanted it because I want to own it. Same with video games. I don't like that all my games are on Steam. I would like to have a hard copy. But now having this Amazon computer be able to be like, play this song, play this song, play this song. I don't, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So maybe there is something to it. We don't own movies anymore. Yeah. You don't own your movie on Amazon. Yeah. You bought it. You bought the you, you don't own the software on your phone. You bought the right to view it. Yep. Yeah. One time. The license to it. Yeah. All right. Clubfoot Billy says, just here to throw out some love for Matt and much love uh, for you too, Tim. Keep on keep it on and keep those good vibes going. We'll do. Nova Zero says Hashgraph is a consensus mechanism. It's kind of pointless because it requires that each party on it is authenticated to even participate, which defeats the point. Attractive to centralized institutions. Mm. Interesting. All right. Let's see. Sidekick says, Tim, you keep saying unemployment is causing a work shortage in jobs typically held by teenagers. They don't get unemployment. Maybe they're just lazy. They're not typically held by teenagers. Maybe they were 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, it's not the case anymore. Jensen Zeiger says, West Virginia is doing a gun lottery for the vaccine. 
Also, we don't have a Wawa in Texas, but we do have QT and Bucky's. What's the other one? There's another one that's kind of like Wawa. I can't remember the name of it. Man, I can't remember the name. Oh, well, whatever. Yeah, West Virginia is doing a gun lottery. Guns and trucks, right? I don't know how to feel about that. How does it work? So you're Guns and trucks. awarded it potentially as a lottery if you get uh, yeah. a vaccine? Yep. This, you know what I find creepy about it is I'm like, you got to talk to your doctor about like your medical history. Because there's a story right now about a band, a punk rock band. I shouldn't call them punk rock. I should mm-hmm. call them like establishment rock. Yeah. Right? Establishment rock. Called Teenage Bottle Rocket. They're super pro-establishment. They love government. They love big, ma- massive multinational corporations. Super big fans of big pharmaceuticals and all that stuff. Just they love the system. <laughs> anyway, they're doing a show where it's $1,000 to watch them play. Yeah. Mm. But if you're vaccinated, you get a discount. It's only $18. Well, some woman complained because she went to her doctor and her doctor said, you've had COVID too recently. You can't get the vaccine. So now she's not allowed to go to the show because she can't afford it. That's screwed up. So these guys are like, if you're rich, you don't have to get a vaccine. And it's like, <laughs> that's the, that's a terrible message. It should, you should not do that. Well, there you go. That's why I don't like the idea of like, of lottery. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, no. You go to your doctor and here's, here's what I tell people. Talk to your doctor, ask them about your medical history. You want to be careful. Cause like you go to the CDC website, it'll tell you the list of ingredients. It tells you what allergies to be aware of. And you ask your doctor about it. It's that simple. Don't take political opinions from people. I don't, your doctors have political opinions too, but you want to get, make sure you're getting sound medical advice. You know, all that stuff. Hard to come by. Yeah. All right. Bill H says corn prices are way up. Corn is feed to livestock. Corn ethanol is used for gas. It's a domino effect. That makes sense. That's right. We've subsidized corn. It is going to keep happening. All right. Let's do a couple more here. Jay Smith says, what is Project Dragonfly? What is it being used for? Who funded the project? And who is asking for this? Very, very relevant. Hmm. Interesting. I'll look it up. Eric Moe says, Coors, you're needed at the office bright and early tomorrow. I don't want to hear you're tired from taking glamour shots all night. And then four duck emojis. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. Last, we'll do, one, we'll do one more. Number one underscore to you says, have you heard about China threatening nuclear war over probes into the origin of C-19? I did not, but that is creepy. Wow. Certainly hope that's not the case. All right, my friends. There's going to be a bonus segment up at TimCast.com at about 11. But make sure you smash that like button right now. Just help us out. Give a smash and share the show with your friends. You can follow the show on Facebook at Timcast IRL. Share the clips from the show to help get more people to pay attention and follow us on Instagram at Timcast IRL. You can follow me personally at Timcast. We do the show Monday through Friday at 8 p.m., even on holidays like yesterday. So we will be back tomorrow. Uh, Matt, you want to shout out your socials and your channel and all that? Yeah, if you want to kind of follow along what's going on stocks, options, crypto, um, Twitter, Matt underscore Coors, Instagram, Twitch, all that same thing, Matt underscore Coors, and then on YouTube, just Matt Coors. Keep it simple. Nice. You can follow me at iancrossland.net and uh, at iancrossland along all lines of social media. And check out my music on Amazon and Spotify while you're at it. Very cool. And you guys, I really want at least 10,000 likes on this episode. We had like 35,000 people tune in to watch, which is really awesome. Matt was super popular. (laughs) I feel like we should have at least 10,000 likes, right? Right? Okay, there we go. All right. Anyway, you guys can follow me at on Twitter at Sour Patch Liz and help me beat Sour Patch Kids in follower count. (laughs) There's something you could do now. You can ask your little robot device, maybe it's from Amazon or Google, to play Will of the People by Timcast, and it will actually play that song. And for those that aren't familiar, just search for it on YouTube and check out the music video. It's a short film. We released it back in November. It's uh, critical of everyone in politics. Maybe you'll like it if you like rock music. We got. I'm working on more, so we'll see how things uh, uh, turn out in the future. 
But uh, I'm really excited because we just finally got it listed on Spotify and iTunes and everything. So you can now, you know, get it. So thanks for hanging out. Go to TimCast.com. Become a member. The bonus segment will be up some point at around 11 usually when it goes up. And uh, we'll see you all there. Bye, guys. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.